Hello everyone and welcome to episode 61 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yep. Um, and you discovered that this is basically the one year anniversary of us doing the podcast together. Yeah, it's uh, August 24th. So Yeah, so that's bizarre. But it, I, I remember it, that first one, it was just kind of like a preview of pretty of much... what was going to happen. Uh, well, for the rest of the year. Yeah, for the rest of the year. So, we're not doing that again, because we already did the preview with the six-month yeah, mark. yeah, no, it, Gamescom happened, so we have to talk about all of that. I feel like this was one of the busier Gamescoms. It is. I feel like in recent years, Gamescom has been getting more and more prominent. Yeah. Same thing with, like, Paris Games Week. I don't understand. I think maybe it's because people realize that, like, E3 is dwindling, but also Europe is always a huge market especially for sony mm-hmm. so I, I don't know it's like that puts a spotlight on games but in leipzig germany so it's maybe it's just better that way it's more developed a lot of developers exist in europe well i think also mm-hmm. e3 like it's hard to stand out from the crowd because there's just so much yeah i mean i mean like you think about last year and it was um cyberpunk 77 that didn't show anything to the people and it was all the press yeah but it's it's also just weird because like prior to probably the past couple years e3 and like tokyo game show were the Mm -hmm. most important but tokyo game show means nothing anymore like they usually like new games don't even really get shown it's just like nothing right and it used to be monster hunter stuff but this year TGS takes place like a week after Monster Hunter Iceborne comes out, so mm-hmm. they're not gonna like right. show that unless they show some hot DLC monster or something. Yeah, like I... they did with the Devil Joe before. But it, yeah, I don't know TGS. That makes me sad because I like Japanese games a lot. So the right. fact that that is basically meaningless is like well, I mean, you kind think of about it. What else does Capcom have? I, I mean, right now nothing because I mean RE2. Well, it, remake had just come out at the beginning of the year, so they're not right. going to show another thing. It seems like they want to announce something for Street Fighter in November right. at Capcom Cup. So, yeah. Devil May Cry Five came out a couple months ago. Like they don't have right too short a time for any like huge project to be released yeah, and, from Capcom, and they don't have the Vancouver studio anymore. No, and now I feel like a lot of Sony's studios are all u.s studios or european really weird yeah because they used to be like sony japan studios used to put out the craziest shit but they like don't really do anything they seem to do some vr stuff yeah and like knack (laughs) actually i don't even know if that was sony japan studios the last game i remember seeing them help on was the last guardian Mm. Um, but I, I can't think of another one off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure they've done a couple. That they for sure have done some VR stuff, but I just don't pay enough attention to. I think to... like Astrobot. I think was. Oh really? Well, Astrobot apparently was really good. Yes, so I think that was cool. Japan. Huh. But yeah, Gamescom is becoming more important, so a mm. lot of stuff was shown and announced, and we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, one year. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, crazy. Um, so the first news story you said you had not heard about. Well, uh, no, this, I, I, well, was, I was aware of the first one. Okay, well, I changed it. Last year, <laughs> last year, last podcast, we talked about how Ninja left and went to Mixer. Yes. And they left up his channel mm-hmm. on Twitch. And it basically said, like, oh, nin- the ninja you're looking for is in another castle. 
I said, I wonder if after 90 days they will delete his channel. Mm -hmm. It became pretty clear immediately that that was not going to happen because they started, they claimed that they had been testing this for a while internally on how to spotlight other streamers on defunct popular streamers' channels, which, like, this has never happened before. No way. You're just like, oh, yes, we've been testing this internally. For what fucking purpose? Anyways, it was basically well, just like... how many, like, popular well, exactly. streamers Well, exactly. It's never happened, stopped. and it never will happen. <laughs> so their statement was a bunch of bullshit. But right. basically, it was just what you would expect it to be. It's the video saying, like, oh... It's featuring this streamer or whatever, and it was a bunch of Fortnite stuff. Mm -hmm. The algorithm broke at one point, and it was featuring for over an hour a Russian stream of hardcore pornography. (laughs) (laughs) So people are like, oh man, let's look at Ninja's channel. Oh, Mm -hmm. full penetration. And so, obviously, an hour is still too long. This is like, this happened semi recently when. Uh, Valve's Dota card game Artifact. Like, mm-hmm. no one plays it. No right. one watches it. One day it had, like, 15,000 viewers, and people were like, whoa, what's going on? And it was because people were literally using it to stream pirated movies and oh. porn and anything you could think of. And that took a long time for Twitch to stop, like, a whole weekend. So they're getting better. It only took an hour to stop the Russian porn thing. But I don't know what the hell was going on with the algorithm that it would do that. Mm-hmm. Unless they said they were streaming Fortnite and a lot of people were watching it. Right. Um, so anyways, Ninja was understandably upset and said, this is ruining my brand. They deleted his channel. <laughs> it's well, gone. Now that we're on the Ninja topic. Yeah. Did you see that Family Feud is uploading like full length episodes and ninja was on an episode of family feud in 2015 no but that's great so you can watch that on youtube if i you would want. watch that i would watch that so so that's what a, that, that would be a steve harvey episode it would be oh, a steve hell harvey. yeah <laughs> i'm in there so there's a little psa for the, the people out there um so yeah he got mad and mm-hmm. they said oops and then deleted his channel so it did take less than 90 days but not for the reason uh of you know, not for the real reasons. So I wonder... I That shit's bizarre. Yeah. Really huge, colossal fuck-up. Did Now that we're on the ninja topic, mm-hmm. did we talk about how he like, gave out his phone number... Oh, no, I don't think we did. That shit's weird. Yeah. But it's... So, like, it wasn't his phone number that he was giving out. He went through... It was like a Google phone. Like an ad agency that does this kind of thing, I guess. And, yeah, you text the number and you get back some generic response that's like, Yo, it's me, Ninja. Mm -hmm. Text me at this number and maybe we'll be able to play Fortnite together, brah. And it's like, what the (laughs) fuck? It's so weird. And it's just sad because, you know, like, there are kids out there they are like, I have Ninja's this phone is number. The, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll talk to Ninja later. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm friends with Ninja. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, they're doing a lot of ad stuff. I wonder yeah. if it's paying off for Mixer or... I haven't gone to Mixer. Him? Oh, of course not. <laughs> Me either. So, but like, I'm not... They're I'm, 0 for 2. I'm fucking not about to watch Fortnite. So, oh, so this is totally random. There okay. was... Someone wrote an article, I don't remember who it was, that said, these are the top Twitch streamers that you should watch now that Ninja's gone. Fucking Eris was on the list. And I was like, yo... <laughs> <laughs> fucking Eris and Maximilian like a bunch of fighting game players and it was like 
yo, people who are going to watch Ninja mm-hmm. do not want to watch Eris. No. I do. Anyone out there, if you want good quality content that might make you upset sometimes, uh, avoiding the puddle. Eris is a he, professional Tekken player. Well, he used to be. He used to be commentate all the time for Tekken and Mortal Kombat. Now he basically plays video games that have casinos in them. And uh, he's also like he's not a kiss up to his uh, no his, he's like, not fans. he's not like most streamers where it's like oh I love my fans or he tries to be really nice <laughs> he hates his fans <laughs> and that's what I love about the whole <laughs> thing. Um, Maximilian is probably like. I don't know. He's very family friendly and like ready to go. He has a huge following. Yes, which he, always boggles my mind. He, he how many? I mean, he, he makes his content for an audience. So yes, um, he is very loud. Yes, that he, is my least favorite part about Maximilian. But uh, like, I watch Eris all the time, man. I he is my favorite streamer by a large margin. Mm. I think. Um, but he is nowhere near on the level of, like, popularity, so that's right. why I thought it was weird to see on that list. I expected it to be like, oh, watch Shroud and Dr. Disrespect, mm-hmm. other people that play shooting games. Right. But no, some fighting game streamers. Yeah, like, shit is Where, dead. like, I, I'm more inclined to just go, like, I'm just gonna go to Giant Bomb and, like... Which I would do that as well. Did you see... Burgle my banana? Yeah, hell yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, well, we, uh, well, when? I mean personally okay, later, okay. but uh, not on the podcast. <laughs> that was bizarre. Yeah, it's fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Um, Which another uh, outlet that I watch is Game Informer. Yeah, and this and, is a terrible segue, yeah. and I feel really bad. So, Game Informer, owned by GameStop. Yes, they had uh, pretty hefty layoffs. They had a nineteen-person team. Seven people got laid off, mm-hmm. and. It just sucks. Like, yeah. what was it, Imran Khan? Uh, it was J.V. Gwaltney, who had been yeah. there a few years. Um, Imran Khan, who had been there a couple years. Yeah. Elise Favis, who had been there uh, just a couple years. Uh, Surreal, who... I, that, I don't remember his last name. I can't name. remember his last name either. But he, he's like, he was like the fighting game guy yeah. and stuff. Which it sucks, because like, like, him and like like the main video guy Ben Hansen just went to like the Pokemon so they had like a whole Pokemon bunch of world championships whole yeah. bunch of videos but like that JV he was over in Germany for at Gamescom when he got fired Jeff Marchiafava was on vacation <laughs> he was not happy uh, for obvious reasons <sighs> the one that made me really sad was like Kyle uh Hilliard yeah I really like Kyle I, yeah and then uh Matt Burtz which that one just shocked me because he'd been there like almost 15 years yeah i just i don't really have any words for Mm. it especially because i i I like i I don't know how they will get good jobs well that's the thing like the nice thing about game informer is you can live in minnesota where you can make less money than like if you're in san francisco but like make a living yeah but the the downside is if you're not working at game informer you don't have well any and so options. like imran khan writes and has written for a bunch of different outlets like right. he has done freelance work forever right but that's not necessarily a good way to no, no. live your life and as much as it sucks to say a lot of video game outlets don't have like those full-time positions no. that open up like that especially for seven prominent people like that mm-hmm. um 
and especially you see it a lot like at GameSpot it's all a lot of younger people mm-hmm. and they're more okay with making a uh, worse wage to right. do the things that they love mm-hmm. but then you see it happen every time like Chris Waters left and went to go work at Ubisoft as a PR person. Mary Kish left to go work at Twitch. Mm-hmm. Danny O'Dwyer left because they wouldn't let him make the videos he wanted to make, and now he runs a no clip, a ridiculously successful right. YouTube channel and Patreon. And like those, the people that were let go from Game Informer, I feel like aren't gonna want to go to some lower paying no. thing. And they were used to doing a specific type of work that doesn't really exist anywhere else except for, like... IGN. IGN and Edge as a magazine mm-hmm. in, in the UK. And I think Edge is, like, three people or some shit that run that magazine. Um, yeah, it just it's it's a huge bummer. Mm-hmm. And I it sucks that that kind of thing is happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you didn't watch the, the, the podcast. Uh, I saw a clip from it. it. Was it the beginning with Andy McNamara? Yeah. That was rough. It's not I, good. He looks like a broken man. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he had to just stop uh, because he was about to cry. It's not good. Like, no. that magazine has been his whole life. Literally. Like, literally his whole life. And I... Because it was originally a store that mm-hmm. they started the magazine. He started working at that store at, like, 16. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, let's start a magazine. And he started at, like, 18. Mm-hmm. So he's literally done that his entire life. Yeah, so, like, I, I, I hope the Game Informer continues to survive... Separate of GameStop because GameStop's going down. Yeah, and I, on it, my hope was that it was because like last I heard, they still had about seven million subscribers worldwide. So it's like maybe they're profitable enough that someone would pick them up and like keep it going. But like no one kept EGM going, right? And they were like, as far as I knew pretty mm. well subscribed to as well. I mean, now they have their like weird digital thing that they do. I don't see anything from EGM. I think they, that website still exists though when they tried to reboot it. It I, just I don't know. Yeah, man, like I the only mm. other magazine, video game magazine that exists is Edge. Right. Well, for English speaking people, Famitsu exists in Japan and I mm-hmm. we won't get into how bad Famitsu has gotten in recent years. Oh. Like if the check doesn't clear, your game's not getting a good review. Oof. Shit is rough. Yeah, I don't think they like, do that. Re- over Resident Evil Six had the same review score as Astral Chain does, but then you're like, "Whoa, Astral Chain must suck." But then the Resident Evil Two remake, same score. <laughs> so this is on a weird tangent. For me, two review scores are four reviewers, yes. and they give out of ten each, so then they add up to forty. Like yeah. every game, I every game either gets like a thirty-two, thirty-seven, or forty now. They used to mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Now they're basically meaningless, and that is sad. That seems like a completely inefficient way to do it. I mean, it could work, but I mean, like you're only able to, con- you know, to, to only play and cover like a very few games because everyone has to play the same exact game. There's for me too. Japan is a very different country. Uh, they yes. are not reviewing the same. Right, things. I guess. Yeah, yes. it. I don't know, dude. But that shit sucks. Yeah, yeah. So I, Game Informer and Edge, I hope to stay around as long as possible. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm still a subscriber, and 
it was fitting that the day I got home the of the layoffs is the day I got the new magazine. Oh jeez. I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's not. Ugh. But yeah, that <laughs> I almost broke down watching Andy McNamara because he just <laughs> it's just sad. Yeah, I it's rough, especially mm. because of how yeah I, many layoffs and things happen to just video mm. game companies in general. And a lot of people generally are pretty passionate about it. Mm-hmm. It sucks to see anything yeah. like that happen. So, yeah. And especially considering it's not really, it's nothing they're doing. I no, I, I think that magazine is great. And yeah. I think that the online content they put out is mm-hmm. really good too. So it's, and they get all the like sick exclusives still because they're one of the only magazines and they can mm-hmm. get a cover story right. and like. They see all kinds of stuff that even regular game journalists don't get to see. And I've always I've always found it kind of weird that they don't advertise on their podcast or, like, any of their videos. It is weird. It's like, you guys could probably, like, be making a little more money and then, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if they will start running ads on the podcast now. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to keep doing all the stuff they were doing with seven less people. Like, that's a huge cut to they the overall staff. kept their two video producers. Yeah. Which was very shocking because, like, the newest recruit is uh, Leo Vader, who's been there, like, a year. Yeah. But he's, like, a video guy, so they kept him. I think Ben Hansen was originally an intern. I don't know, but he started, like, eight, nine years ago. Yeah, I, th- I think he was originally an intern, though. Um so was that Leo Vader. Yeah, I, I mean, he, uh, people leave there too. Like yeah, uh, yeah. Tim Turry left to go work at Capcom because Resident Evil is his favorite thing on the planet. And well, now he's at PlayStation. Is he now? Dang. And then another girl. He brought us Resident Evil mm-hmm. 7 and then he left. Do you remember the woman at E3 on the Avengers stage? Yeah. She worked at Game Informer, I guess, as well, because they were like, oh, that's... I don't remember her name. Rough. So, yeah. Well, at least she's not working there, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, yeah, that that was that was very sad news for me, because I do kind of follow their stuff and watch their videos and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, You're sad about this, Need for Speed Heat. Let it die. Need for Speed put, like... It is like watching a wounded deer try to get across the road, and you're like, oh man, someone should just put it out of its poor misery. And they're just like, someone keeps giving it like a a fucking adrenaline injection just so it can get a little bit further across the road. And dude, Need for Speed hasn't been good since Hot Pursuit, and that was like five or six games ago. They got, gotta let it go. 2011 2012 yeah and they've like taken years off to be like well this time let it let it die maybe this time just let it happen (laughs) no oh the voice acting was bad in that trailer (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, it just sucks because need for speed used to be such an iconic racing game like household name Mm -hmm. people who probably don't play video games now would still know what need for speed was or recognize those games be like oh i loved underground underground Mm -hmm. 2 hopper the old hopper suits the new hopper suit hopper suit 2 right and then like I, i feel like it started with a downward spiral with rivals and then when they tried to reboot it as just need for speed this generation's been bad for need for speed yeah I think it's going to continue to be not good. Well, it's also, like, releasing at the worst time. 
you're competing with Kojima, Pokemon, a Star Wars game, Doom. What are you thinking? Well, the Star Wars game is theirs as well. I guess, yeah. So they can do whatever they want against themselves, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, doesn't... People don't have $300 they can spend in one month on games. I do. And I will probably that month. But I just... Yeah, because that's just, like, the choices I make with my life, though. Right. And this... I'm not gonna buy Need for Speed, I'll fucking tell you that right now. What if it's really... What if it comes out in reviews really well? I don't care. You don't I'll care? just play Forza. Mm, that's I, Like, I... Because I will probably have more fun doing it. You pro- You haven't even played the Lego game. I have not. I haven't even played Pirate's Booty... Or whatever that expansion was called, Booty Island, Fortune Island, Fortune Island. Yeah, I didn't play that one either. Like I would at that at this point, I think that Forza Horizon Four was a good enough game that I would just mm. play that if I was like, oh, I need a racing fix, right? Because I guarantee you, they're not fucking making it like what I want it to be. No, I mean like, and the, and the last one had weird loot box shit in it, and it seems like this has some. Mm-hmm. version of that as well like learn your fucking lesson man. the weirdest thing is like the tone feels like they're like we just watched too fast too furious that's what the tone <laughs> of the last one seemed like well that was fast and furious this is too fast too furious the worst one they're like yeah oh, let's God. let's let's go with this tone this seems like a good one and maybe it's just and like Miami. okay that, that is also what i don't get it's not hard fucking the Fast and the Furious franchise paved the way for you to make the dumbest fucking action plot you could possibly think of. It doesn't matter what it is. And yet, somehow, every one, they still make some subpar garbage shit. Well, the driving, isn't even cool. Well, the, the problem is the driving's not that great either, from what I've heard. You gotta get that fixed before you even... I, yeah, dog. I, there used to not even really be a story mode. In Need right. for Speed Underground 2, it was like Brooke Burke would talk to you over the radio. Right, and that's what like, I'm that's saying. Like, that's not a plot, it, but it worked. You don't need to have a plot. You need to have good driving. I mean, for, Forza Horizon doesn't have a plot. Well, sort of. It's not good. You're not paying attention to the plot. It's a 24-hour, 365 days a year festival. Realistic. <laughs> uh, whatever that story's probably more enjoyable than whatever the fuck this is gonna be probably mm-hmm. but if they want to keep making them I guess no and well, it doesn't like, make sense they don't even have Criterion anymore None. what is happening what else is that studio gonna do just make battlefield maps please. multiplayer maps please <laughs> that's what you would prefer yeah. <laughs> oh, cause that's... then I don't have to see it I don't have to worry about it <laughs> Don't do the Activision thing. Okay, or they should just stop making a game called Need for Speed and fucking make anything out. Like, make a. I guess the name. Just take the. They obviously they keep the name because it has selling power. People know what it is. Like I said, but at a certain point, you have to let it go. Right. Because at a certain point, like people like me now associate Need for Speed with bad video games. Even though a lot of them had been good in the past, mm-hmm. every time I'm like, oh, they're making a new Need for Speed game, I immediately think, like, oh, fuck that. I don't want anything to do with this. And I watched this thing and was like, okay, I still feel the same. I, I, I'm i going to hold out and see. That's I'll, I'll wait till <sighs> reviews before I cast judgment. 
50 on Metacritic. No way. Mm-hmm. It will be... I think the last one had something, like, pretty terrible. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't even remember what it was called. I can't look it up. I think it was Need for Speed. No, that was the one before that. They've made four this generation? No. No, the one before it, I think, was... When they rebooted so the, it as Need for Speed again, I that I don't think was on this generation. Now I got a Need for Speed... Because, like, there was Rivals. That was, what, 2015? Payback. Was it Payback? I believe it was Payback. Because it was not the run. Yeah, Need for Speed was 2015. Payback was 2017. Let's look up the uh, the Metacritic oh, here. 6.5 on Polygon. This, I, I guarantee it's got to be like 60. 61. Yeah, that sucks ass. Yeah, that's bad. From like uh, probably like every outlet that exists. An average of 61. I was going to say it's going to be in the 60s. 50s, like really bad. That's what I expect. 50s? I think I think that people have become so much less forgiving of what wow. the like. This is going to be like Fallout seventy six bad to you. I think so. Wow. Yeah. Look, I when you still have the fucking like weird randomization mechanic that everyone was like, this is why this game sucks. Mm-hmm. People are way less forgiving right. the second time around. I, I don't know. Maybe that's not as bad as it seems in the thing, but it just seems rough. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, so the next thing here that made me cry actively was Derek Yu, the creator of Spelunky, tweeted out that Spelunky Two is not coming out in 2019. It is coming out sometime in 2020. They want to make it as good as possible. Blah blah blah. Same thing everybody always says. I agree. It should be great. I wanted to play the game of the year 2019 this year. Now it'll just be the game of the year 2020. Mm, maybe. No, it won't be. Really? Spelunky. It's too good. Because like you are very high on uh, cyberpunk. Oh, shit. But Spelunky rules. So. Next, next year's year, going to be... Next year's going to be rough. We'll see. Uh, Spelunky 2, I, I'm very excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess I wasn't under any real illusion that it was going to come out this year because they showed it the one time when they... At Gamescom? They showed or? they announced it at Paris Games Week to okay. say it was coming, and then I think it was Gamescom last year where they showed the gameplay trailer right. and said, yeah, 2019 probably. And now that's not coming. And it doesn't surprise me because the other game that he is working on, UFO 50, also doesn't have a release date. And it, like, I watch people stream themselves making their game for it all the time. Because UFO 50 is a collection of 50 games mm-hmm. made by a fake, made-up developer. Uh, and I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would assume that that game, which was announced way before Spelunky 2, would come out first, even though technically they're being made by different people. Because mm-hmm. uh, Blitzworks, the development studio that uh, ported Spelunky to consoles, they're the ones doing most of the programming work on Spelunky 2. So, is it a bigger team? Ah, uh, yeah, it's a decent sized team. Whereas UFO Fifty is like Derek Yu and then the people that he asked to help him make games. Well, like Spelunky was originally just like Derek Yu, and then like somebody who did the the music, and then he like yeah, but then when they yeah when they ported it to consoles, they brought had in works to it, right. and um, yeah, the original Spelunker 
No, it was called Spelunky because the one for Xbox was called Spelunky HD. Mm-hmm. It's a confusing lineage. But that free version that he made originally, that was just him as far right. as I know. Uh, so that that's fine. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it as much as I'm sad about it. I mean, like, you know when it comes out, it'll be good. Yeah, so. I know I'll be excited whenever it comes out, so... Since there was no actual release date, I can't cry yeah. too much. If it was supposed to come out in like three weeks, I would actively cry. But yeah, if, when when they the fact that you haven't heard a year and they have they didn't put a date on it, it's hard to get too upset. No, yeah, and especially for an indie game like that, it's mm-hmm. you know. And you know it's Derek Yu, who is a perfectionist. Yeah, and he oh my god, so much reading his <laughs> book that he wrote about Spelunky is like oh man, <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He yeah. really cares a lot. Oh boy, the next. Okay, so a couple months ago, the people took the code from the Switch version of Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. 11, and they saw who all the DLC characters were from the first DLC pack. We knew that Shang Song was coming right after, shortly after launch. He came. He was pretty cool. And then people, before they announced the DLC character packs, were like, yeah, Joker, Spawn, Terminator, uh, Nightwolf, and Sindel, Mm -hmm. they will uh, be the rest of the characters for the first pack. And people were like, that's weird. Do they mean Joker from, like, Batman? I mean, that would make sense because they made Injustice, but are they going to let them tear up Joker's insides and get fatalitied? Um, Terminator, you know, that... Arnold Schwarzenegger is that or what's happening there Spawn he would fit in mm-hmm. I think the Joker fits they showed Spawn a couple weeks ago when they also said yeah Nightwolf mm-hmm. so I was like mm, are they really gonna have the Joker and Terminator as well and then they showed their weird CG trailer thing that did show Sindel Joker Spawn and the Terminator though they had already announced Spawn but they right. showed what he looks like in game I don't usually like... I don't really like guest characters in fighting games, generally. Especially in Mortal Kombat games. Like, I just don't give a shit about, like, Freddy Krueger and Jason and the alien... The Xenomorph and the Predator. They're cool for some people. I get it. Warner Brothers leveraging their, uh... Their stuff. I would argue that Joker fits because they usually do one... Mortal Kombat Yeah, like in Ra- Raiden, Sub-Zero, and Scorpion were in Injustice 2 as DLC characters. So like, Well, originally, I think maybe Scorpion was DLC in the first one. He was, but Sub-Zero and Raiden definitely were in 2 as well. Yes, but I was saying, like, I, I couldn't remember if he was DLC or if he just was, like, in the he game. He was, yeah, they were DLC. And so, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. particularly enjoy that either, but... These are just weird. These are weird. Mm-hmm. They look weird. Terminator looks good. Terminator looks good visually. Yes. And he probably will be cool. It is Arnold Schwarzenegger's likeness. And its voice. And his voice. And his voice. And it looks cool. Spawn is fucking straight 90s comic book action. He belongs in this game more than any other guest character ever. The Joker looks like trash. He looks like trash. I... So we talked about this beforehand. Someone took the picture of Joker from a Batman porn parody, put it next to this version of the Joker. They look the same. Uh, it's baffling because 
You have so many different Joker looks to pick from. Hell, you even... They made a video game. Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Joker was in that. They made it. They could just pull from there. Injustice. Uh, he was in Injustice 1. He was in Injustice 2. You could take it directly from there. And they said, no, no, no. We have to make <laughs> him look different. Not like he does in any movie or, as far as I know, any comic book thing. And he just looks bad. And the internet is, uh... Having fun. Having a lot of fun with how <laughs> shitty he looks. And I just don't... Why? Why? How? I, I don't know. <laughs> it just it blows my mind, too, because, like... Shang Tsung looked dope. Right. Nightwolf looks dope. And then they show Sindel, and it's like, okay, that looks like Sindel. But you, you like, put the Joker side-by-side side with what the Terminator model looked like, and it's like, what the fuck happened here? People working on that game must be like, oh, this is what we're announcing. <laughs> oh, no. I do think it's going to be weird and interesting to see the Joker get fatalitied. And give fatalities. Yeah, give fatalities, because normally that's they would not allow that. It's going to be pretty graphic, I assume. Yeah, so. One of them's definitely going to involve his cane. Yes, it is. Oh, I found out recently why in every fatality video that people do, they use green blood or oil from the robots. And it's because fatality videos get demonetized from YouTube if it's blood. Mm. So, like, they always use the Xenomorph or uh, a couple other characters, Reptile, and most of the Mortal Kombat games doesn't have red blood. So I guess that's why they always do the fatality videos on characters that do not have red blood. That's is So that the videos can still be monetized. It's really strange. Hmm. Yeah. YouTube's got a weird algorithm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. I could not imagine trying to rely on that algorithm. Nope. So. Yeah. Um... That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, it's, uh... I will say, when I saw the Joker, I burst out laughing. As did I. <laughs> At first I thought it was fake, yeah. and then I watched the trailer and was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's... Oh, no. Yeah. The next one, bit of news, it was a weird... So I, I saw some of this, not all of it. Did you see the Reddit post? I did see the Reddit post. The, the guy deserved it. Oh, I, 100%. Like, I and I thought it was going to be one of those things where... Well, so to set this up, right. Respawn, and they make uh, Apex, Apex Legends. Legends, and they are making the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. But this was specifically... This was regards. specifically about Apex. So yes. there is this new mode that, like... I don't even know how it worked. I, I didn't... Having not, not played the game, I you could, didn't... I, I can't remember what the hell the thing is called, but you could essentially pay, like, $250 to get this specific skin. Mm -hmm. And people were... Well, it was like you could pay $250 to, like, get the whole thing. And then it was, like, for a specific skin, it was $30 or something. And people were outraged by this. Mm -hmm. And they realized very quickly that it was... You know, people were upset, and they reversed that. Mm -hmm. And so then... People still kept coming at them, and this the one specific Reddit post that we're referring to was a guy 
goes off in spectacular fashion well, like, about how ridiculous the price is and he's swearing and says like i'm normally not this rude well initially it was an apology post yeah on the apex legends reddit subreddit mm-hmm. and then yes the, the i mean people there were multiple people in there that were just embarrassing themselves let's say and eventually these the the apex like the respawn team yeah one of the guys went in and basically responded to this guy and called him an asshat Mm -hmm. and it was like called for i think and so normally with that kind of thing the response is usually like how could the devs be this rude Mm -hmm. or whatever but everything i read about it was like yeah i mean yeah, that guy was being a tool. At a, uh, like I don't, I don't know what you expected him to say. At a certain there was point, civil. Yeah, at a certain point, you just—it's either just like stop talking to the public, or just give it back to them. Like you're gonna just break down. So like, I'm guessing the PR was not happy about it. Uh, like the EA PR. No, because um, because it just looks bad. It looks unprofessional. Vincent Pella had to like get out there and make a statement. It was a mm-hmm. Twitter thread, basically saying like, "Yeah, I don't necessarily condone the actions of this, but like we are trying to work as hard as we can on this game, and like sometimes emotions run high for certain reasons or whatever." The weird thing is like, why don't they just follow what Fortnite's doing? Well, the monetization. Fortnite's been having a rough time with monetization because they made it so you can pay for that Mac. That is like really overpowered, and people are like fucking losing their shit. They actually right. just nerfed it. Well, like uh, I, but I mean, like before that, I mean, it was just like pay, I don't know, like ten dollars for a skin or whatever. It well, is. but this is a different thing. It was like an event. Right, I, I understand I, it was like a special event. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying, like in general, I don't know. I, maybe and so, they have especially that? in that, I the argument for this is like, but I, who gives a fuck? Right. You know what I mean? If it's if, if someone wants to spend thirty dollars on a fucking skin, oh, yeah, yeah. let them do it. Right. I. I. If you're, the only reason someone should be incensed by that fact is if it was the coolest skin of all time and they really wanted it. I. I just don't. Mm-hmm. It didn't even look that good. So I just. I. I don't know. I, to me, especially for cosmetic things on a first-person game that I'm not even going to see the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. I don't have to pay $30 for this. Who gives a fuck? What is the most you would spend on, like, a cosmetic? I would, if I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, I would spend $30 on it. Really? But that would be my own fault. Yeah, I, I, I would de- deserve it. I, Nukio and Scott bought the Breast Cancer Awareness Mercy skin for $15. But, yeah. I mean, to be fair, that went to charity. Right. And, like, that, I don't know. They both like that skin. And people like that skin. I don't, I, I don't know. I've bought multiple skins or costumes in street fighter 5 yeah uh, uh, but like those were like five dollars well yeah it just i don't know mm-hmm. but i'm not i'm not the type of person that cares that much no i'm fine with the default same stuff. usually so i just i yeah i don't know but yeah you don't i guess like don't I, don't call your fans asshats yeah. uh, but i mean I get also it. don't he, be an was, he, he was an ass he had both <laughs> Don't be an asshat. Don't call your fans asshats. He said something else, too, that was just like... So his response wasn't even that mean. It no. seemed to me it was just like, come on. I. It was like, I remember back in the day when gamers weren't asshats. That's yeah. exactly what he said. He, it wasn't specifically calling him. It was saying, like, 
like ten years ago, people. Oh no, were... he called them entitled asshats or something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, and I mean that's fair. Yeah. Apex Legends is a free game. Well, I... you're not fucking entitled to anything. I feel like gamers. I hate that term so much, but like. And there's not really a better one unless you want to say like hashtag gamers like video game player but that's just too long to Let's say get that bread gamers so but like they're just I find they're very entitled in general everyone on the planet is entitled it's in general just, and I, I just I guess I don't think I'm that important and I just kind of accept if a game is bad it's bad like it's not like ruining my life at all or like if i bought a bad game that's on me for not reading reviews or whatever yeah, like i'm not know. over here being like i demand that anthem be fixed mm-hmm. and better it just was not good no i can't change what happened to bioware that's that's on you for buying that game it was cuz like it's not it's not like it was getting positive press no. before Mm-mm. anyways yeah Apex was fine. Yeah, and they're I, doing a good job, I think. It's probably the best playing Battle Royale. I enjoy it. It was okay. Next up, the Yakuza collection. Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 were remastered in... Our... Like, well, they... It's... Okay, I guess I can't... See, I don't know what you call these, right? Because an HD remaster of a game is taking mm. a game that was not originally HD and making it HD. Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 were already HD because they came out on the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. So what are the remasters, I guess? But even then... What is it specifically like, called? They're like barely upper. I don't know. I it's called the Yakuza Legacy Collection. Oh, so then, Which, I mean... I assume if you buy the disc, there's a disc, right? No, I don't think so. It's digital only, I think. Okay, because I was gonna say if you buy the disc, like you're only getting one game. So I don't understand this either because you can pay for that Yakuza Legacy Collection on yes. PSN right now and get it for sixty dollars. So that means that you get Yakuza Three now, now because it's coming out now, and then you get Four and Five when they are released, which is in October and February. Yeah. Yes. That's what that is? That's what I was asking. Like, if you buy the disc, it's only going to have three. I think it's digital only. Okay, that makes sense. As far as I'm aware. Yeah, so that's cool for people who are not me and uh, don't own these. I I was thinking about it. I'm like, but this is just coming out at the worst time. Yakuza 3 is the slowest Yakuza game. Probably. I haven't mm. played Yakuza 2, but I assume that it is much slower. Yeah. Right. Uh, it is universally one of the least liked ones, I think. It's fine. I mean, that's right. what got me into Yakuza originally. I played 3 first. 4 is probably my favorite one overall. Even over 0? Yeah. And 5 is like, alright. It's fine. It goes on a little too long and is like really... Takes the weird... I remember the end of five because it wasn't that, six. Yeah, but there's just like a lot. Like Kiri's like a cab driver. It's very weird. It takes the humor level to like one mm. that I was just like, I don't know that I, I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit. You play mm. as like a disgraced baseball player as well. It's shit's weird. Um, that's cool. It was a surprise that it's like, like oh hey, Yakuza three is out now. I feel like that's a bad way to do that because then people don't get ready or like make time for it or get excited for it. It just is like, well, okay, I guess I can play it right now. But at the same time, like, could you imagine playing three, four, and five back to back? You'd want to spread no, them out. No, I no, I can't. You'd have to spread them out anyway. So like, it, but for me, like, 
I have a game coming out in just a couple days at this point. I mean, to be fair, I played Yakuza 3 like seven years ago. Right. (laughs) So I, yeah. It was a long time ago. Maybe it's not as bad as you remember and like your brain just has... I don't think think it's bad. I just think that people who had played the newer ones are going to be like, whoa. And also these are not remade at all right. like it is just them in their original form mm-hmm. so the people are going to think that that shit is rough Maybe. especially going from the yakuza 6 engine to the yakuza 3 i'll let you know it's gonna be rough i'll probably get it yeah so that's cool it's mm-hmm. that's uh 50 or 60 i think it's 60 bucks for all three yeah that's and a good price you get one now and then it's better than what i paid for 60 for each one yeah you know Actually, Yakuza 5 was digital only, and you and it was slightly less, like 40 bucks. And Kiwami and Kiwami 2 were 50 as well? That's true. But Yakuza 4, 60 bucks. Brand new. I don't regret it, though. That game ruled. I love Yakuza 4. Uh, one of the characters will be different. One of the four main characters, because I believe he uh, had some drug oh. charges. Yeah, Japan's weird about yeah, that. Yeah, he will not be the same boy anymore. So, that's weird. Another weird, sad story. Spider-Man is reportedly out of the MCU. Yeah, I have no thoughts on this anymore. It's fine. I guess the way I looked it up, they had an agreement, and it was like a five-year agreement. It was. Disney would get a 5% of the profits, Mm -hmm. and Kevin Feige would be the executive producer on it. And... They had to renegotiate the agreement because they had two more movies in the agreement, and they just didn't. Disney wanted fifty percent, full forty-five percent more than they were getting, and and so it doesn't. The thing that gets me is like now everybody's like, oh well, we should boycott Sony or like boycott this, boycott Disney for being so greedy. No one fucking the terms of this agreement will never be made public. No, no, no one will ever actually know what is happening. Right. So it just. I have become very upset every time I see someone talking about it on the internet because it's like no one actually knows what happened. No, all I know is that by the reports, Sony wanted to keep the contract the exact same. Yes. Disney wanted to get a little more money. Sony also put out a statement saying that they had tried to do other things and Disney still refused it. But right, I mean, there we'll never know the exact. It does kind of suck because like. The MCU has already kind of, like, lost quite a few people. Yeah, but... I, I don't know. But, like... So... But also, like... I see Sony's point. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I mean? Other than before, in the early 2000s to, like, late 90s, when superhero movies started becoming what they were, the two most recognizable things other than Batman were the X-Men and Spider-Man. Right. And so that's why Fox fucking bought X-Men and a lot of the other ones, and Sony bought Spider-Man. Right. Is because they knew that they could sell those on their own merits with no other pieces. Mm -hmm. Like, Spider-Man can have its own universe. The X-Men can have their own universe. Like, you're not going to make a Captain America movie and just be like, it's the Captain America universe, because no one will give a shit. Right. Whereas, like... I, I don't know, and people seem to think that Sony isn't capable of making a good Spider-Man movie on their own. I saw Spider-Verse. That shit was awesome. I was just going to say. And that had nothing to do with Marvel at all. But I also, on the other side, saw Venom, and that was a terrible movie. And people will always be like, well, it made $860 million worldwide. I don't care. It was still a bad film. Mm-hmm. 
I just watched Spider Into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse is very good. Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I did not really know what to expect going in, and uh, I was—I don't want to say I was pleasantly surprised because, like, everyone said it was like one of the best movies they've yeah. ever seen. But like, I didn't really know what to expect, like, narratively. And mm, yeah. In that sense, I was pleasantly surprised, just like where they took that story. Yeah, don't watch Venom. Um, it was not good. I uh, yeah. So. Do you, do you think he, Tom Holland will stay as Spider-Man? Or do you think they're going to find another Spider-Man? They can't reboot Spider-Man. <laughs> they can't. There cannot be another reboot of Spider-Man. There can't be. There cannot be. <laughs> uh, you're saying this. There, there, can, there can't be. What if... What if? No, there cannot be. No, like what if they keep Tom Holland, they do a couple more movies... And then all of a sudden he's brought back into the MCU. That'd be bizarre. I I just think that they are going to rethink the contract because people are very upset regardless of the situation. Mm-hmm. I bet they will try to renegotiate. I was going to say like how hard is it to really like for the two of them to come to some agreement because like him being in the MCU is beneficial to both. Sony can make money and basically do nothing with that. I mean, they're the ones that made that movie though. Like, Disney didn't make that movie. What? It's, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. No, no, no. But, um, You mean, like, Homecoming? The, and... Homecoming and uh, Far From Home, yeah. Oh, like, really? Sony made those movies. Oh, I thought it was the thought it was Marvel and Sony just kind of... No, Kevin Feige and... was just the executive producer, as far as I'm aware. Oh. Sony still made those films. So Sony is definitely capable of making... Of making a good... But yeah. Okay, they, I, I didn't know that. I... I At least that is, as far as I'm aware, that is the case. Okay. I, I just assumed because it was part of more, and, the and that is why Marvel. they like allowed them to have Robert Downey Jr. in the movie was because of their deal. Mm. I yeah I don't know. Weird. It's just weird. And Far From Home was so fucking good too. I really liked that movie. I heard it was better. Some people liked it more than. Uh, uh, I think I liked it better than Homecoming. Homecoming. Um, I usually like things where they're already like established though, mm. and then you just go in. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how Insomniac Spider-Man... Yeah, and so like that ties in nicely to the final thing. Is I that yeah, set that up S- that way. Sony bought Insomniac, Insomniac mm-hmm. the makers of Ratchet and & Clank, and the Spyro. hot new Spider-Man game. Resistance? Yeah, Resistance, dude. Resistance 1 was alright. So was I, Resistance 2. 3, not as good. I liked 1. I played 1. Uh, Resistance 2 I actually liked a lot. They really went weird with the... Alien guns and mm-hmm. multiplayer stuff. Resistance Three was one of those ones they tried to push with the move controllers, and oh. I did play it with the move controllers. It certainly was a video game, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, Insomniac is a good buy, and I don't get why they bought them. The only thing I like, why did they buy them now? Is my thing. I get why they would buy them, but. I think the only reason, realistically, that they would is because they had made an Xbox-exclusive game in Sunset Overdrive, right. and they saw that Microsoft was buying up all these studios, and they were worried that Microsoft would try to buy Insomniac. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I mean, that... Because, like, if I was Microsoft, I would have seen Spider-Man come out and be like, yo, get in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, I mean, I get... But, like... Sunset Overdrive did not sell well for Microsoft as far no, as No, but I, I don't... I bet... I, I if mean, I was them, I wouldn't give a shit. I, they're no. capable of making a good game. Right, right. Uh, 
So, yeah, Insomniac, by and large, I think has made very good games with the exception of Fuse. Mm-hmm. Their weird first-person shooter that they've... I, seems like a focus group looked at it and was like, make it more normal. Yeah. And it was like the most boring thing I've ever seen. They've had a great generation, I literally... Yeah, think. yeah. So, Insomniac has done really great stuff. All the Ratchet and Clank games are really great. Mm-hmm. Their remake or reboot or whatever. Was yeah, the great. reboot of Ratchet and Clank was great. I Spider Man, we have talked about at length on this mm-hmm. podcast. It was I thought it was awesome. I I think it, if I had to make a top ten of like the generation, all three would be in my top ten. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I, so I, it makes sense that they would buy them. It just is weird that it's mm. happening now. Yeah, yeah. All these years later, when they mostly made Sony exclusive games, anyways. But um. Also, I didn't like, realize the same thing happened with Sucker Punch. Like, they didn't own Sucker Punch for a long time. Mm. And then all of a sudden, one day, they were just like, mm, we own Sucker Punch now. And, yeah, same thing with Naughty Dog. So, Yeah, that's just... Also, I feel like now is the worst time to buy Insomniac in terms of, like, cost. Because after Spider-Man, I assume that price skyrocketed. Um... I don't know if that's... I don't know. Because Spider-Man made, like... But it's, to be fair, Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. so... You don't think Sorry, it... the movie and game rights to Spider-Man. Right. They do not own Spider-Man. No, no. Um, well, do they own the game rights, or is that... Uh, Sony owns the game rights as okay. well. Okay. The PS3 uses the Spider-Man 3 font. But then Activision was making Spider-Man games... They were licensing it to them, I believe. What was Sony thinking there? I don't know, man. Okay, that's that's all very confusing. Either that or... I don't think they own the, the, the game rights. I thought they did, but I guess that would make sense because they had to negotiate... Now Marvel has their own licensing studio for like, video games. Because Spider-Man is, was in um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. You're right. So I, I think they just owned the movie rights, and it was just an exclusive because Sony footed, you know, Marvels. Yeah. Okay. So that would make sense. Yeah. Well. But that is the news. That is it for the regular news. There's a lot of news to come. Yes. But then, we'll take a we'll break it off in the middle here. Yes. Well, we're doing a part three of just games. Yeah, just so. games. Com. Uh, so now we're going to move into the games. How about you start? Because I didn't really. So I didn't really play anything other than I have been reading the Witcher book series. I'm on the last book, which takes place in Toussaint, the quote unquote fairy tale duchy. And the Witcher 3's last DLC, Blood and Wine, takes place in Toussaint. Okay. And I was like, whoa, it'd be kind of cool to see this, like, physically and play it. And so I had not completed it before. I did complete it now, and I did get the worst possible ending. That's exciting. Um, I tried to do... So one of my favorite characters in the book series is introduced in Blood and Wine. Mm-hmm. His name is Regis. He's a vampire, and I love him dearly. And he's a host on uh, game shows. <laughs> so he is there mm-hmm. after because you think he dies in the books and that's because he did but then they're like oh no he survived and so i tried to do right by regis and i fucked it all up mm-hmm. i fucked up uh two people died when no one should have died 
and then Regis was banished from the area. So you killed two people that didn't need to die. I didn't kill them. They killed each other. Okay. But I did not save them. And Regis is now uh, ostracized. To be fair, he is... He's okay with it, and I did the best I could, all right? And on the flip side, the good ending sounded awful. Okay. So it basically sounded like everyone lived happily ever after, and these two people who never would have come to a reconciliation do, and one of them actually goes to live in a magical fairyland. That feels... Like I didn't. That like. is very counterintuitive to what The Witcher I was is go, okay. as a franchise. Yes, <laughs> and so when I read that, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, and I was like, upset that I did that. That that, that I didn't. Yeah, mm. it's that's a bad ending. Because like, as far as I understand, The Witcher, I didn't really care for it, so I didn't play it. Your options are to pick the shitty option or the even shittier option. Yeah, and, and so you're like, oh, awesome. I don't know. Anyways, at the end, me and Regis camped out at a campfire and got shwasted, and it was dope. And, and God, I love The Witcher Three so much. And then I almost started a new game on the hardest difficulty to start it again. And I was like, I can't do that because it happened all over again. I sat down one day and I was like, all right, I will just boot this up and try it out. And then it was seven hours later, and I was like, oh no, it's happening. And so once I beat it, I was like, I have to just mm. have to cut myself off because otherwise it will become very dangerous. <laughs> uh, and other than that, the only thing that I have been playing really is Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. I can never remember the name because it's different in Japanese. And it's the the Switch version of that game. Yes, it is the... It came out... In the U.S. on the Switch, after Capcom lied to me and said it would never come out in the U.S., so I imported the Japanese version. Uh, but now I'm playing the U.S. version because it was on sale, mm-hmm. and it's Monster Hunter. I don't know. I'm at the very beginning when it still is not fun because you have to do a bunch of weird gathering quests, mm-hmm. which they removed from Monster Hunter World. Uh, but I am. Basically just getting back in the Monster Hunter groove. Iceborne, the expansion for Monster Hunter World, comes out in like two weeks, September 6th. And I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to play some Monster Hunter. So I've been playing that for about seven hours. And probably will continue to play it until this coming Friday when Astral Chain comes out. Yeah, in one week. Yeah. Very exciting. So, yeah, that's all I got, really. Okay. I've been trying to learn Japanese on Duolingo. It's kind of like a game. I have fun with that. It is. You lose health and stuff. I do not like the... I don't know why it's gamified. But if you go to the website, you don't Mm -hmm. have health. So it's like, oh, now I can actually learn. It's very weird. Hmm. Do you think they're trying to give stakes? They are, and, like, you can wager crystals, and it's fucking stupid. Hmm. I think that the gamification of it is very bad. Right. That, not to go off on a little tangent, but that reminds me of, like, Just Dance, where my cousins get that every year. Mm -hmm. In the last couple years, they've really kind of gamified it, where, like, before, you just had all the songs, and they could just dance to whatever, but then it was just, like, play these songs, and then you, like, get experience, and you unlock more, and they, they really try to, like, gamify it with RPG elements and stuff, 
which I found interesting. I mean, just, a lot of rhythm games are like that, where you have to unlock the songs as you go. Right, but I, I don't... Like, this is just a little more, like, mainstream. People that typically don't play video games and would just not understand. They're like, I just want to play the songs that I like. I don't like any of these songs. And it, it was just very interesting to hmm. see, like, how they're gamifying this dance game that... Yeah, but, like, if I'm trying to learn a language, I just... I just want to learn it right. or like have a good way to learn it not be punished for like oh you didn't actually properly mm-hmm. explain this thing to me so how's like Rosetta Stone with Japanese or... I don't know I haven't really looked into anything else other than this I've mm-hmm. just been trying to rebuild my knowledge of hiragana I know you're very excited <laughs> about that I don't uh, know what you have more experience just with like Japanese anime and stuff i guess well yeah like, hiragana is one of the three writing systems of japanese they have three systems yeah hiragana katakana and kanji and kanji is the one that will be literally impossible to learn i think so i don't know i just want to be able to like read basic stuff if i have to so do they have to learn three different languages or whatever essentially Jesus Christ. So, this is way off topic for our podcast, but... Well, typical. Hiragana and Katakana are two different... It's basically, they're all by sound. Right. So, it's like syllables, more or less. And Hiragana is what Japanese people write with. Katakana, I might be getting this slightly wrong, is what foreigners generally write with. And what they use for words that don't necessarily originate in Japanese. Mm. So those two are essentially the same. Just different symbols for many things meaning the same. Kanji is literally symbols for words. So it's like there are thousands and thousands of kanji. Mm. And they're just combinations of different things. Right. And uh, yeah, man. I don't know how you would learn that. Like... Japanese kids in school mm-hmm. get quizzed on like a thousand or more per year. If you're just trying to like learn a language, I don't know how the fuck yeah, you yeah. do that. I so I think that I could learn to speak it. I do not think that I would ever be able to fluently read it right. unless I just dedicated my whole whole self to it. So, I don't Oof. know. Yeah. Yeah, that I think it's very interesting that like English is considered one of the hard, hardest languages to learn, mm-hmm. but it's also becoming like the most popular language because it's the easiest to type with computers because there are no like we don't use uh, uh, accents or we just basically for so for like with the internet exploding, it's really kind of popularized English as like becoming like the central language in, in the world which i just kind of find interesting yeah so i will look into like better ways to actually try to learn when i try to go full ham on it but maybe you'll meet somebody possibly and then they could like talk to them yeah i don't know i don't know the green owls really pissing me off and duolingo though their mascot he'll come up and be like you're doing great <laughs> Fuck up. Just let me learn all right so what have you been playing? Uh, I kind of bounced around a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with by talking about Mario Maker Two. Okay. I played through that campaign or whatever the single story stuff. It's weird that you don't have to do all 100. For what? To finish the castle. Oh yeah. 
I only had to do like 70-ish. Yeah, I don't know. Which I was not excited. I thought I was going to have to do all 100. Oh. So, yeah, I did that. That was okay. I mean, you unlock stuff for doing all of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't go any further. Yeah. I was like, oh, I finished the castle. I guess I'm good. Yeah, but you didn't finish the mural. Or the rest of the castle. <laughs> no, the castle's complete. 100% complete. Are you sure? Positive. Because you didn't spend like nine, ten thousand coins on the mural. Is that the the mural in the front? That's no, like... it's on the left side. Oh, then why is it saying one hundred percent? If it's because not the 100%? castle is rebuilt, but the stuff around the castle is not rebuilt. I did not. I kind of because like there were credits, so I was like, it's over. Well, yeah, that's the regular portion of it is over. <laughs> Okay, I guess I misunderstood that. Also, I wanted to kind of ask, you played my level. What did you think? I have the world record. That's what I think. You still have it. Yeah, donuts fucking suck, Matt. Why'd you put so many donuts (laughs) in your stupid level? I thought it was funny. Oh, God. I... That was, like, broken fucked before. Oh, really? And then I was like, I need to make this easier. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and it's still at, like, 1% completion rate, which I still don't think it's that hard. Uh, I don't know. I'd... No, I mean, once you practice it, I could... I would probably take me a couple tries, but I could go through it, I think, mm-hmm. now. I... So the end, where you, like, there's the spikes, mm-hmm. I know you can jump that. I don't know how, and I never can, so, like, I always have to get there big mm-hmm. and then fuck it up, but then, like, almost die because I can't, I just start jumping. Oh, you're saying like at, the, at the very end? Yeah. No, you cannot get that a bit. You can if you're small. You can if you're small. I'm just saying, like, I get stuck, mm-hmm. and uh, it's fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, I can make that jump. Like, yeah, I don't know. I can oh. never do stuff mm-hmm. like that. It always just doesn't work, and then I'm like, ah, and I panic. Which, I mean, I mean, I made it so you could make a couple mistakes and still kind of get through it. So you could just, like, take the hit and then just hop up there with the invincibility. Yeah, yeah. So I assume that's how you did it? That is how I did it, yeah. Yeah. That was the only time I got hit was at the end, I think, and my on my true run. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I assume you died a couple times with the donuts. I did, I did die a couple times with various... Donuts. Various things, yeah. But it was a decent level. It was, yeah, I, I liked it. It's like one of those ones that's not too hard, but not mm-hmm. so frustrating that you'd want to just be like, fuck this. But also, like, not so easy that you're like, well, that was... Kind yeah, of like, oh, uh, man, man. Which was kind of my goal. I'm still a little surprised it's only 1.5%, but... Eh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might just be that the people who... Because it was really low before I cleared it. Right. So I wonder if it's just the people who were had played it died a bunch of times. Cause, or just tried it a couple times yeah. and left. I don't know. But yeah, because I, that's one of the things that I don't think is a good metric, is the mm-hmm. completion percentage. Because one person could play your level and die a thousand times mm-hmm. and then beat it. And then your completion rate will be like 0.1% because it counts all the attempts. Yes. Which I, don't, I think it should account... How many people did it? Yeah, yeah. And beat it. Right. Yeah, that's that's a better way to do it. But I, I do not do it like no, that. No. So it just is like sometimes I'll see it and beat one and be mm. like fucking one percent. What are you talking about? Right. And it's just because people who don't play Mario as much looked at it and were like, mm, fuck this. Mm-hmm. So it, it's weird. Yeah. But it's a good level. I did like it. Oh, good. Yeah. So I, I've put about twenty five hours into that game. Nice. 
But it's just a game I can sit on my couch and put something on the TV and just, like, not pay attention to the TV <laughs> and just play. So that's what I've been doing with that. I've also been playing Enter the Gungeon. Yes. Which is a roguelike. I have played it two separate times mm. because I played it a lot. Right. It unlocked a lot of stuff and then just stopped playing it. And then when they released the Farewell to Arms update, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I should play this again. And I got in and was like, oh, I don't remember how anything works. Mm-hmm. And I started it over and got exactly as far as I had before and stopped playing again. Why did you start over? Because I didn't remember how any of the people worked. But it's a roguelike. Yeah, but I if I don't know how the people worked or what my goal was to unlock the next person, there is a lot of stuff in Enter the Gungeon. There is. As like especially near the end, if you're not using an FAQ, then you can't do it. It it's hard. I had to give up. Yeah. Cause I was just like, oh my god, I've done like fifty runs and I haven't even hit the the third boss. But like, I used to go to the Reddit and like read things, and people mm-hmm. be talking about things that I literally didn't understand. Oh, okay. And I asked someone at one point and was like, "Should I understand any of this?" And they're like, "Oh no!" And after the certain point, you have to use a wiki because eventually, the goal of each person is to kill their past. But each different character, you have to craft the bullet to kill the past. So you have to get specific things to craft the bullet for each specific person. Uh, Shit's wild. Anyways, Enter the Gungeon is sick. I was playing that game wrong, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to see how far I could get into, like, each world. Well, yeah, but then once you beat it, you gotta kill their past. Oh, I never came close to beating it. No. It's hard. It is. And I'm very bad at it. I'm just I'm bad at twin stick shooters. Mm. So I usually can get to the boss of the fourth floor mm-hmm. and then die. And the thing that I think is hard personally for me about Enter the Gungeon is it's not like other roguelites where you get your character gets better, like, you don't get stat upgrades, you just unlock the ability to have more guns Mm -hmm. that might work better for you. So it's just, like, if my skill is not improving or I get Mm -hmm. guns I don't like, then I will never win. Well, and that's kind of where I just got frustrated because it's like, I think I've pretty much hit my ceiling, it feels like, and my character's not getting any better, and I just keep getting guns that are not working well for me. Yeah. Because, like, some of the guns, like, are just not that great in my opinion so i just found it very frustrating so i was like i am getting frustrated with roguelikes so i'm gonna go and play slay the spire because i'm a smart person all right well i think that slay the spire will be the only game that i bought this year that i will not beat Because I, I literally don't think I can. Yeah, it's just like, uh, so I don't know how you're supposed to beat this it, game. Especially same same thing. You never get better. Mm-hmm. Each run is wholly unique. I mean, you unlock the ability to have more cards or right. more relics that make you stronger. So for those who don't know, Slay the Spire is a roguelike that is card-based. Yes. You, you battle with cards, and you pick one of three characters, and they each have a different like skill skill set. And then you fight well, I mean, enemies. A completely different card set as well. Yeah, so you fight enemies, and then each battle you win, you mm-hmm. get another card that you can add to your deck. 
and you don't heal after each battle. There's like a weird map that you go across right. and you can run into random events or heal that way. Uh, it's heal or like upgrade a card. Yes. Which is very punishing because you're like, if I don't if I don't heal, I'm gonna die. But if I don't upgrade this card, then I'm definitely not gonna make it past the second area. Yeah. So I really I really do like Slay the Spire. Yes. I just I don't know, because I can always get to the second stage area. Yes. And sometimes I will make it to the boss, mm -hmm. but I just feel like I, I there's so much after that. Yeah, and, the, and I, I like, I'm always like teeter, holding on by the like yeah. skin of my teeth, and I'm like, motherfucker, how the hell would I do another set and then another set? Well, at least your health resets after you beat the. It boss. does, and you can like, you can make broken combos mm -hmm. with some of the cards, but even then, I still feel like then the enemies just pull out some magic yeah, yeah. shit, and I'm like, what the fuck? And that's the thing, like with a card game. Your skill level does not improve. Maybe your knowledge gets better, but like, at a certain point, it's not like a standard roguelike. With I, I feel like Dead Cells ruined roguelikes for me. I think it did for a lot of people. Um, I just think that I overall am sick of every game being a roguelike, and that's what I kind of wanted to say. Like, I'm just frustrated because like Enter the Gungeon and Slay the Spire have fantastic combat systems. And I think would be better games if it was like well, so an actual. Well, so you came to Gungeon way after it came out. Like, yes. Enter the Gungeon came out years ago. Yeah, I, I'm... so it came out like at the prime of when people mm -hmm. were like, there were not that many. Right. And Gungeon was like a super good one at the time. Yes. So that that probably is which worse I, that you came to it now. I played it on the Switch. Yeah. So which I mean, it played fine. It ran fine. It but did not originally. I'm sure it didn't. <laughs> but like Slay the Spire, that if that was just like a standard campaign. I think that would be a fantastic I would game. play... I wish I had bought Slay the Spire on Switch because I think I would play it more often if I did, but it take each run takes so long. Yeah, it's like... And so when I'm playing it on the PS4, like, I'm focusing my whole being, like, it's taking up the TV. Mm -hmm. I gotta actually engage with it. I can't just, like, hit the button, set it down, and be like, oh, I'm coming back to this. I mean, I could put it in rest mode, but right. whatever. I So I think I made a mistake buying it on the PS4. Mm -hmm. But I think it will probably be the only game this year that I... I it's not not for lack of trying, but I don't think I'll beat it. I, and, just, and I, not, do, I don't think I can. And it's not because you think it's a bad game. No, I, I really like it. Yeah, it's... I got Nukio to buy it. I'll have to ask you how far he's gotten because I Cause now, I remember recommending it to him and him being like, "Yo, I really like this," and I was like, "I told you." Yeah, because it's now on Game Pass, and that's why I oh, okay. played it. It's on PC and yeah. also maybe they're like the PC has like some mods that could like make it easier. <laughs> maybe I don't know, but yes, like it, it's making me really uh, Steam World Quest. It made me kind of appreciate that. Yeah, more. Steam World Quest was very good. I mean, it's a more simplified. Like, SteamWorld Quest is much more simplified, but I appreciated just the campaign. So I'm bummed because I like Slay the Spire, and I like Roguelikes. Clay's new game that I can never remember the name of, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this looks so cool. Griftlands. It's in early oh, access. Yeah, yeah. Then I looked at it. It's a fucking roguelike card game, and I was like, son <laughs> of a bitch! <laughs> and so I, I didn't mm, buy it yeah. because I was, I was so close, and yeah. then I watched a trailer and was like, no, what? <laughs> Every game now is a roguelike, and mm -hmm. I, as much as I like it, as a concept, 
Mm-hmm. It's too much now. Yeah. I like the progression of Dead Cells. Like, I like that your character gets stronger as you go. Where, like, Slay the Spire, you just don't feel that. Like, you don't... Like, De- Dead Cells, you feel powerful very quickly. Same thing with, like, Rogue Legacy is very right. similar in that fashion. Where, like, Enter the Gungeon, you don't feel more powerful. No. And Slay the Spire, it's the same way. Like, it's... I mean, your cards get a little more powerful, but they're not even that much better. And you, as you said, you can get some broken combos going, but it's still... It is frustrating. Yeah, I... And, and then the other thing is, it was like an hour to get to, like, level two. So you're looking at, like, a two and a half hour run, which is too long for a roguelike. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really depends. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Because it's tough to think about, too, because, like, you can beat Spelunky in seven minutes or right. less. Like, there's a trophy called mm. Speedlunky. I think it's eight minutes. And, like, that's just, like, not even a good speedrun. <laughs> that's just, like, something an average human could do if given the opportunity. Right. So, I like, to me, that's what I consider, like, the average run to be, like, in right. a game like this. Every fucking game now, like even Dead Cells, is like, like is like forty hour. minutes, half hour. Yeah, and Gungeon is over an hour in most of the cases where I make it to the fourth floor. Mm. Slay the Spire is over an hour. Fucking Void Bastards, when I tried that, was over an hour. Which that one is like a weird roguelike, but then also not. Yeah, I just didn't like that game at all. Which is the opposite of what most people felt about it. It didn't. Have, the shooting was bad. I did not like the shooting at all. Yeah. But just, and I even, like, a couple of years ago, I tried to play Flint Hook. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it just... But you're liking Hades, right? Hades is sick, yeah. That's you, a lot different, though. Do you think you would like that game more if it wasn't a roguelike? Mm. And the story was more like a traditional? Yes, because I can't beat the mm-hmm. mid-boss of the third area. See, and that, and that just gets frustrating, because, like, you're like... Oh, I guess that's your second game. But I also, I can't upgrade anymore. Like, I I bought all the upgrades that are Mm -hmm. for my stats and health. Right. So now the only thing I can do is hope that I get a good combination of powers, which, Mm -hmm. with the new update, I think I can actually get stronger Mm -hmm. now. But, yeah, I don't know. Hades is so sick. It's coming to Steam. Right. Uh, December 10th. Which it was, it was only going to be a timed exclusive. Anyways. It is, but it people were like, "Oh, it's going to actually come out in 1.0," but it's still in early access on Steam as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, you also played Battle Chasers Night War, huh? Yes, I did. That is a turn-based RPG. Yes, the, I think it's the. It's either the Darksiders team or like some of the people moved off from that because hmm. the art style is like identical. No. Oh, okay. I saw when this game first came out, a lot of people seemed to enjoy it mm-hmm. from what I saw. Yeah, I'm de- I needed something a little less stressful, and a turn-based strategy game can be less stressful. Uh, I, at this point, I've just been kind of dicking around, not diving too deep into anything, just because I'm kind of waiting for control. Mm-hmm. So, And that's why <laughs> I started started playing this last game for... Hang on, before you talk about okay. this, Battle Chasers colon Night War mm-hmm. is the most video game ass name ever. Mm. It like it, it just I'm sorry, if it was called like Battle Origins of Fire, it would be more generic. But I I just Battle Chasers Night War 
oh. as someone who didn't play the game, is completely meaningless. Yeah. And in no context, I would guess it was a video game. Yeah, uh, that's probably fair. I just, whatever. I want to say that Obsidian RPG that came out a couple years ago had a very generic name to... Path of Exile? Or, um, maybe I'm thinking of another CRPG. Or no. Divinity? Divinity Original Sin. Yeah. That's another one that you're like, did they just like stick this in a random name generator? Or like... Yeah, but Battle Chasers Night yes. War. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a, that's a know, terrible know. name it's for a, a video game. It's a bad game. name. It is All like, right. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And then I started playing uh, Gears Pop. <laughs> it's my one uh, shitty mobile game of the year. If that makes so, gear, I'm, gears, I'm, okay, hang on, hang on. I'm so, playing it on PC. If that makes oh, it better. Oh, whoa, that no, <laughs> that makes it worse. Uh, okay, so what I know about this game is it is Gears of War characters. Yes, but they are Funko Pops. Yes, it's a phone game. Yes, but it also is available on PC, I guess, because that's where you're playing it. Yes, interesting. Is it a tower defense game? Because that's what it seems like. Yes. With like weird gotcha elements. Oh, bad. bad. Oh, great. Okay. Mm. So this sounds really good. So what? You spend your paid currency to get like gears? You take. Okay. So you play the game and then you unlock loot boxes. Uh huh. I. What are those? <laughs> but you, never heard of it. But you can't just open the loot boxes. You either have to wait. Oh, it's that kind of mobile game? You have to wait time to yes. get the fucking loot? Oh. Or you can spend You can money. spend the money to unlock it right now. Also, you can only have four loot boxes at a time. Oh my god, this is the most mobile <laughs> game thing I've ever heard of in my life. This yes. is like Clash of Clans, Clash Royale shit. But it's okay, because I, I linked my Xbox account. I got like a hundred of the currency, so like I was able to just like quickly spend it all. And but now I have to wait. Good news. I've, but I've, I but I played like a hundred rounds of it. So, okay, so say so, but say, like, say you open a loot box. Yes. What's in there? Of uh, characters, and then you like merge those characters with the character. The same character to level up the character. Yes. Mobile game. Yes, it is the most mobile, mobile game. games. Yes. Uh, okay, but what do they do? Like if say say I have Coltrane. Mm -hmm. All right. Do I set him down and is he essentially a tower? Does no, he, like, no. shoot locusts? Uh, n no, it's a competitive. You're competing against other people. Oh my god, it's Clash Royale, but they're Gears Funko Pops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Yeah. And there's like three lanes and then you drop it down and they it's go It's literally forward. Clash Royale! But there's, there's, but there's cover system, Manny. It's literally <laughs> Clash Royale? It is, it is. That's insane. Can mm -hmm. you emote? No. Oh, fuck. It's not exactly then. Well, I don't know. I'm playing on PC. Maybe you can only do that on mobile. The reason why I'm playing it on PC because I was like, I'm just going to pull this up at work when like things are slow. Yeah. And I can just like click and not pay attention. Who's your best character? <sighs> I don't really like... I, I've been just like slowly leveling up all of them. Mm -hmm. But like it's hit a point where like I feel like my strategies were like pretty good initially cuz I like you level up your characters but then you also get gears that it works just like any system where you the higher that gets like the harder competition you face. Uh -huh. So I hit a point where now I'm just facing people that are like considerably leveled higher than me. So I literally just 
can't win. Yeah, that's what they do in those mm-hmm. types yeah. of games specifically. Yeah. Because, like, okay, so this is really fucked up. Like, yeah, yeah. King, the developers of yes. Clash of Clans, they make Clash Royale, which is this exact same concept. Mm-hmm. But that is literally how they get people to spend money. Yes. Is you go up to the next tier and then everyone else is way better than you. So they think that you will spend money mm-hmm. to get better, to do better in your tier. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And it is, like, finely tuned to get you to spend money. It's awful. Mm -hmm. Like, really bad. Yeah. And, and like, it hits a point where it's, like, there's no... It's either not play this game or spend money because, like, you can't... Because, like, as I said, the loot boxes, you have to wait. And it is... It's it's just very, very gross, the whole thing. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm not going to say... At least it looks good visually because they're Funko Pops. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I I like it a lot. No, it's I saw it's I saw someone recently who had Funko Pop tattoos. And, like, I get it. Everybody likes their own thing. Mm-hmm. Why would you get a Funko Pop tattoo of Superman? Why wouldn't you just get a Superman tattoo? At least get, like, the symbol would be kind of cool. Like, it like, was Funko Pop Superman. Mm-hmm. I, I just... That's also, crazy to me. Also, why is it Funko Pops in this? Like, it could just be the regular characters. Do you think they're trying to make it look I more cutesy? I, I do, I, so then they can, like, try to get away with, like, the really shitty... Also, you get Xbox achievements, though, so that's exciting. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, I, I don't... I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't make sense. Right. I, I'm not addicted. You don't have to worry. I wasn't worried. I just kind of wanted to see, like, what this was. And then, like, after about 100 games, and I, I was able to just spend, because I, I got, a, like, a bunch of, like, the in-game currency from linking my Xbox account. And at this point, I'm kind of done with it. But I just kind of wanted to see what it was. Because, like, everyone was mocking it. And I was like, maybe it'll be decent. And I, I could see it being a decent concept if it wasn't just, like, so finely tuned to just try to steal your money. You know? Yeah. Which a lot of those mobile games are. Oh, yeah. But especially Clash Royale is, yes. like, really heinous. Mm-hmm. Um... And this sounds like it is literally just that, but with Gears characters who look like Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, that's bizarre. And mm-hmm. I assume Funko gets some kind of cut off this, obviously, oh, yeah, yeah. because, you know, they, it's their, their shit. I, okay. I just think Funko Pops are ugly. I don't think they're aesthetically appealing at all. I don't think they're cute. I think, I they're, I think they're bad. I don't have an opinion. They just look ugly. I don't even think that. Why don't they have regular eyes? That's I, mean, I don't like... It. It's like chib- chibi versions of whatever. And I hate that. And I just want to voice my opinion and let it be mm-hmm. known on the podcast that I am not... I do not like Funko Pops. I think they're ugly. What about ones that look like Gears of War characters? No. Still not on board. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. People mm. do collect them, and like every, my, everybody can have their own thing. You do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister and her husband have a few. Cool. Which they're Disney ones. But like, what? Okay. The it weird just, one is like Scrubs. There's like Scrubs. 
There's ones for everything. I saw one of Jerry Garcia recently. Like, yeah, I bet people who like the Grateful Dead love Funko Pops. But, but like, Scrubs is weird because, like, that came out, like, last year. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they, they're they just... They're making anything right. and everything they can. Mm -hmm. But I personally do not think that the crossover between Gears of War fans and Funko Pop fans... I don't think the Venn diagram overlaps very much. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, people like, who really are into bloody chainsaws and people who like chibi, weird eye things, I, well, like, I don't think it's overlapping very much. Well, also you have to overlap people who like playing... Clash of Clans. Or well, Clash Royale. Like playing good video games and like shitty mobile games. <laughs> the Venn diagram's all over the place. Yes, yes. I don't understand it. Also, while we're on Gears, uh, Gears Tactics was announced to be also an Xbox. It'll be an Xbox game as well. Okay. Sick. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Alright. So, well. Which, I mean, like, it worked well for XCOM, so it's very possible to... Oh, I, I think that game's gonna be great. Mm -hmm. They also won't look like Funko Pops, mm -hmm. so that's a huge bonus in its favor, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> It's which I mean we had this conversation back when it was announced at E3 2017, right? <laughs> it was sometime because I remember like that was at the end of Microsoft's conference. Yeah, you close it out with that because uh, they like gotta gears, stop the show with the showstopper. You're like gears, it's coming, it's coming, and then they show gears pop. It was very funny because they knew exactly what they were doing. Uh huh. But now it's time to yeah, move on so to... Yeah, so Gamescom. Gamescom. Leipzig, Germany. All eyes are on the video games there. Mm -hmm. Numerous things happened. Yes. Uh, Nintendo sh had a... the fuck was it called? Indie... A Nindy. Nindy Showcase. It was not called that, though. But it I'm was called. Call it, it was called Indie World. Can I just call it an Indie Showcase? Sure. I'm just saying their branding for their Indie Showcases is all over the place and yes. never consistent. But I like calling them Nindy Showcases. That's what they're called when they're here. Yes. And then when they are in Europe, they're called something different. Yes. But then this was something even more different. Yes. Okay, so Risk of Rain 2 mm -hmm. is the sequel to Risk of Rain. It is an early access on PC currently. Mm -hmm. It is coming summer 2019 is this year. Yeah. When what? they announced that, I was like, what? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, August 23rd. Yeah, it's like, what do you have, like a week? <laughs> well, you'd think you'd want the date to be more specific than that. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> it was very weird. That's weird. Uh, I told our friend Jumbo that I would play that game when it comes out of early access. Mm hmm. I might have lied in that. I don't want to play it, but I think he will bother me enough to make me play it. What if you're like, ooh, I bought that on the Switch? I could do that. Uh, but, okay, so Risk of Rain, or the original, was a side-scrolling game. Right. Everybody loved it. My brother loved it. Everyone else on the planet thought it was really sick. Now they made it 3D, mm -hmm. and people still really like it. So I bet it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's for me. 
as a kind of roguelike thing. Which is fine. Not everything is for you. No, it's not. But you know what is for me, Matthew, is Eastward. Yeah. I have been waiting for this game for years and years. And you know what? When they showed that shit, I was like, oh my god. Is it coming out soon? Because they never show a fucking release date. And then they said it was coming out in 2020. 2020 and yeah. I almost shattered the TV. Which is fine. I That game is being made in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. It looks so sick. Yeah, it looks cool. I want to play it so bad. It looks like uh, like 2D Zelda. Oh, man. Like Sprite Zelda or whatever. people in the fucking frying pan. Mm-hmm. And it is like one of the most Earthbound inspired visual styles I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I, Eastward's going to be sick. Yeah. I'm, Chucklefish is publishing it because mm-hmm. they publish cool shit. And it's coming to Switch, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I will not be getting it on the Switch. I will be getting it on the PC. Do you think it'll run better? Uh, I don't care. Mm. I just don't... That doesn't appeal to me on the Switch, I don't think. I'd want to be able to use a... Well, I could use a controller on the Switch, too, but right. whatever. It's, you don't just, think it's just you, easier. You don't, that does not seem like a game you'd want to play in handheld? Because that seemed like a game I was like... Not to, not to me. Hmm. No. It, I mean, also, it just seems like the most PC indie game of all time. Well, that's So, true. I... And I... You know, when they first announced it, that was only on Steam. And mm-hmm. I, I resigned myself to getting it there anyways. Okay. So, I didn't watch this whole thing. You didn't? No. I was at work. Oh, okay. So and then I, you just didn't bother later? No. I watched... I definitely saw Eastward. Right. I saw some of these other ones, too. What the fuck is Freedom Finger? Oh, no! I did see this. Yes. Because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it your finger or like a hand and you shoot bullets and then you can grab things and then you shoot whatever that is. It is a shoot 'em up, like a 2D side scrolling shoot 'em up. Um Yeah. I do remember this though. It's it, all coming back to me. Yes. It it has style. A style. It does not look like a game that is for either of us. No. That is not my aesthetic. Uh, the next one, Roki, did seem interesting. I don't know if you saw this. So weird, because I definitely saw the next two. This was like all three, four, 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 five. Uh, it was all like a winter aesthetic, and okay. Okay, this is not that is <laughs> not what you were looking for. No. <laughs> all right. Um, no, I did not see this one, though. I Interesting. Yes, it's like an adventure game all like set in the winter. Oh, well, I like the winter, and I also like adventure games, so I would try this. Yeah, it's, it no, definitely... It's, it's you cool. need to watch this trailer, because like, this is like the main character. I did not see this somehow, but I, I would I would. I guess this. that maybe that's why, because it's, like, it's very uh, like um, Finnish or like, okay. uh Scandinavian. It's even got like the the O that's Scandinavian. Yeah, the umlaut on the O. I looked at this and I was like, this seems like a Manny game. Yeah, it's it definitely like it does. Yeah, huge wolves. Oh man, that does look sick. So I'll have to check that out maybe after we'll the have podcast. To, yes, uh, Torchlight. Uh, okay, so I, you know, I think it's great mm-hmm. that we're putting every video game that's ever been made on the Switch, but Torchlight Two is old now. Yes. And I don't think that it needed to be in this showcase. No. I was like, there, are, there are a couple in here where I was like, really? 
mm-hmm. we're going to showcase this. I When I see a Nintendo Indie Showcase, I think that we're highlighting a bunch of cool new products. Like, mm-hmm. Risk of Rain 2 still isn't out. Give them that one. Roki. E- Eastward you- looks sick. I didn't even know Roki existed. Freedom Finger's weird, and mm-hmm. it, it's new. Right. Torchlight 2 fucking came out years ago, and everyone's yeah. played it to death. Yeah. Okay? That That's fine. Mm-hmm. That one, there's one later where I'll really talk about how insane it is that it was showcased in this and that it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skater XL, next one, looks like a skating game which in the vein of Tony Hawk. Mm, more skate. More skate, but like... It, which it's already... I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, I already, have, yeah. it's already in early access on yeah, Steam. Yeah, and people like it. Yeah. So that that's cool that it is coming to this. I just, like, that... I want more Tony Hawk, and this seems like more skate. They're never going to make another Tony Hawk, because Tony Hawk 5 was such a burning trash pile. But, like, someone else could make an arcade skating game. Yeah, Skatebird. I backed it on Kickstarter. Yes. It's hopefully, a it, it's... hopefully that's the one. <laughs> I uh, don't. I didn't see this one either. Europa. Europa. This is another adventure game where you're kind of like walking around and like you're like a circle head. <laughs> I don't know. It's like really weird. Okay, and, you, and it's like, it, you don't it have has, to look that one up. It has like weird, like where it's oh my shifting. god, I, what did I black out for portions of this? It is like, and it it, it kind of gave me like a Mario Galaxy where it's like yeah, different. This doesn't look like something I want to play. No, this didn't. This did not seem interesting to me. So I kind of like was just like whatever about okay. this. Uh, but not, super hot's out now. <laughs> This isn't even the one that yes. I, this isn't even the one. So, Super Hot is a great game. Mm-hmm. I anyone who can play it should play it. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Super Hot is out now. You can play it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. That's great for people who never played Super Hot before. I'm proud of them. Dungeon Defenders Awaken. I okay. This is the original Dungeon Defenders. Yes. Let's not forget the fact that Dungeon Defenders 2 is out. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is a remaster of the original Dungeon Defenders, which is a tower defense game where you, like, level up your people. It's a fun game, and you get, right. like, weird loot and stuff. I played this on the PlayStation 3 with my brother and a few of my other friends. That was when I was in college, mm-hmm. numerous years ago. That's making the Nintendo Direct <laughs> yeah. here. But what I I can't get over it because it is a remaster mm-hmm. that is a collection of that with all the paid DLC, which some of the character DLC was like absurdly expensive. But this is also coming out to PS4 yes. and of all the other consoles. They made a sequel to this fucking game. Mm-hmm. Why are you re-releasing the original Was on I... things where the second one already exists? Is the first one better? I don't know. Okay. I I, in my, I played a little bit of the second one, and it seems very similar. Okay. Except with, like, better graphics. Right. So, why, why is this coming out? Why was it showcased here? I don't get it. Yeah. Please, please stop with that. If you just want to, like, put out a press release on Nintendo's Twitter that says, hey, this eight-year-old game is coming to the Switch now, that's sick. They did that with the Grandia collection, mm-hmm. 
Grandia and Grandia 2 are great JRPGs. That shit comes out in a couple days. They were just like, here you go. Mm -hmm. We know you don't need more than that for this. It's Well, those were AAA games. Well, whatever. I, I just like, I don't need you to take up time in this indie showcase to show me a game that came out eight years ago that also has a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> they make weird decisions. Yeah. So all these other ones I did not see. The Tourist is like... God, I don't even remember exactly what happens, but it's got like a weird aesthetic where like the characters are just like squared off heads. Okay. That's really all I remember. Oh boy. Skellboy? Skellboy? I saw this and it looked... I saw this trailer separately. Okay. Because I saw the image of it, and I was like, isn't that just that game that came out recently, Forager, where you play as a weird skeleton? And to me, it looks exactly like Forager. Except oh, it's like yes, a weird yes. 3D skeleton thing. This actually yes. looks like aesthetically really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a action game thing where you play as a skeleton. Uh, it, lo it looks pretty sick. Yes. Now, Earth Knight... I definitely don't know what that is. Never seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I have to look this stuff up. I should have done this before. This. I know what the last ones are. So you... Earth Night. Okay. It just pulled up pictures of the Earth at night. All right, well, that, that's, an indie, <laughs> that's an indie game that we uh, no one needs to know about. The next one on the list, which I... I got this. So this one is old. Hotline Miami. It is Hotline Miami 1 and 2. Great, excellent products. Mm -hmm. There is a quote that went around from the developer of this game that said, Hotline Miami will never be on a Nintendo console because Shigeru Miyamoto hates the music. Wow. So, we now have confirmed Shigeru Miyamoto, huge Synthwave fan now. He's a huge, huge Synthwave fan. Uh, Hotline Miami is a great game. Hotline Miami 2 is this uh, more of that. I heard the music's better in 2. I think that might be true. But they're excellent excellent indie games. And they are on the Switch now. Yes. Um, like, if, if you're gonna announce an old indie game, it's gotta be coming out now. That's my thing. Not Dungeon Defenders the remaster, where it comes out in fucking February of 2020. Like, Hotline Miami, it's out now. Super hot. It's out now. Right. I get it. We're I'm there for that. Those kind of things. Sparklight? Don't know what that is either. Son of a bitch. You said you knew the last three. Okay, I meant the, la the last... We'll just well, skip it. We'll skip it. Whatever. Sparklight. It's coming out in fall of 2019. Yes. It was not memorable enough for me to remember. But the last one, Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. Mm -hmm. Xbox exclusive, well, it also came out on PC, but yes. Xbox exclusive indie game is coming to the Switch. Yeah. And good news, it comes out before my trip to Japan. So I can play it on the plane because I never beat Ori in the Blind Forest. I got halfway through and then stopped and tried to go back to it and thought, oh, dear God, I don't remember the mechanics of this game, and now it's too hard because I'm oh, halfway through. Sparklight is the like, Zelda roguelike game. I actually did think this looked interesting. Okay, well. We should watch that trailer as well. That's coming out in fall 2019. So I would. Well, after this, we'll watch uh, Sparklight and Roki because yeah. those two looked good. But they... So, mm -hmm. but yes, Ori, Ori we, is sick. 
And we, I hope it, God, I hope it means that Ori and the Will of the Wisps comes to the Switch as well. We talked about it back in February or Yeah, because it was rumored and leaked for like a really long time. Well, no, I played it. If you So we talked about it on the, the podcast. Oh, yeah, but I, I, I mean, the Switch yes. version was like leaked and yes, rumored yes. for a long time. This made Microsoft put out a bunch of statements that were like, no, 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 we have no other plans to put any other mm-hmm. exclusive Xbox games on the Switch. Uh. It, it, they basically said it's a going to be a case-by-case basis. Yeah. And some outlets were like, oh, Microsoft exclusives are going to be on the Switch. Yeah, that's and, not, like, that, that did, wouldn't work. No. No, but I, like, I get Cuphead, I get mm-hmm. Ori, I hope that the... Ori sequel also comes out on the Switch. Do you think you'd Switch. rather get it on the Switch or rather play it uh, I would probably rather just get it on my PC and mm-hmm. play it that way, but I, I think that it is a good, that would be a good Switch game for yes. a lot of people. I mean, it is like that same cutesy art style, like really challenging platforming, good good mm-hmm. all around yes. type thing, so I that that's cool. Although I will say the art style... It's much more difficult than that art style would make you think. Oh, yes it is. So, that is a very difficult platformer. Mm-hmm. And so then there was an inside Xbox event as well. Yes. Uh, most of this was things that are coming to Game Pass. Well, I didn't. I didn't include everything because I was like, I don't really care about everything. Yeah. But I did include like the Game Pass stuff, like Kingdom Come Deliverance, Ape Out. Blair Witch are Game Pass. Yeah. Ape. So Blair Witch comes out August thirtieth. Was yes. that the thing? That's yes. crazy. Because they just announced that game yeah. existed. Yes, uh, and then and then it was that they're all coming out. I think August thirtieth. Yeah, Age of Empires is out now. Though. Age of Empires, Stellaris, and Devil May Cry Five are all out oh, now. now. And then Age of Empires two is going to be November fourteenth, and then Gears Pop. It was announced that that was having a release date, which we talked about that earlier. What? Wait, it just came... It came out yesterday. Uh, you played 100 games in one day? I was on... I was on... We don't need to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Empire of Sin, that is the game that uh, John, John Romero, Romero is making. Yeah, that yes. game actually looks really cool. Yeah, which we talked about that at E3. We, we just did, got yeah. a little uh, deeper dive into that. that so that's going to come to Game Pass. Yeah. That's also coming out on Switch. That, yeah, that's weird. But yeah, that like, is weird. Uh, that game looks cool. I will mm-hmm. try it out on Game Pass. And then the other big news was PUBG's getting Player Unknown's Battlegrounds will be cross-play. That's cool. Not, I think, not for PS4. I think they were like, it's going to be Xbox and PS4 cross-play. Oh. I don't know if it's going to be also with PC. That's Which, dumb. Mm, that's not a game you want to have. I forgot it came out on PS4. Yeah. That's where I'm at. So I think it's just going to be like the two consoles are going to be able to cross-play. Which you'd want to keep that PC separate because I'm pretty sure that is a... I don't know if they're still having issues with Chinese hackers. Probably. But yes. But it's probably easier to do it on Xbox. and. Um... But then you can't sell... Yeah, I guess. So, like, Steam is the only place you can sell whatever your loot or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So, like, there's no point to hacking the Xbox version. Unless that... you just want to win. Right. You know? 
And so the last the last part here is just there was a lot of news. There's actually right. some that I didn't write on here, but I'll probably talk about. I just kind of uh, want to check. Yeah, this is gonna be a shorter episode. Yeah, that's I well, I could say a lot of things about okay Death well, Stranding. Maybe I got ahead of myself. Uh, but Marvel's Avengers, I think this game looks like absolute dog shit. I'm actually turning around. So what was a day? A day. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Ha- I don't have. In fairness, I don't have an ounce of faith in this Avengers game. I just like I. I thought Captain America play looked good, and also um, the boss fight at the end with uh, what's her name, Black Widow. Yeah, those two looked okay or good. The others, I just Thor looked bad, but Thor looked like <laughs> knockoff God of War. So, like, I think that I may have to backtrack some of my previous statements where I said this game was going to be awful. Mm -hmm. I think this game is going to be, like... Generic? Painfully generic. And it shouldn't be, right? in my opinion, especially with how big (coughs) Square Enix was trying to push this game Mm -hmm. to make it seem like it was this huge AAA thing that was, like, going to be really awesome. And I think it's just going to, like, be lame. I see. The issue is they have the five characters, and they're gonna have more. Where, like, you look at Spider-Man, they're able to just basically make Spider-Man, yeah, and make, make the it animation. the best Spider-Man experience yes. you can have. Yes, this is doing a bunch of characters. Yes, and making them all unique, but they're not able to go into the depth. So, like, as I said, Thor looks like cheap God of War. Yeah, uh, Iron Man looks like cheaper anthem yeah and then like and then hulk looks (sighs) like people were excited about hulk i don't see it that didn't look like a lot i just don't think that the game looks fun i i I don't know man Mm -hmm. do we need do we need another story about these characters now like Mm. at least spider-man was a unique story and this is also a unique story but it is still just trying to cash in on the mcu right thing whereas spider-man very much was not no like it it was nothing like that and that's the kind of shit that i would rather have like arkham asylum wasn't trying to cash in on the the plot of the dark knight it was its own super unique thing i love arkham asylum this just seems like yeah. If they could have just picked boring. one, if they could have picked one of those characters and made just like a Captain America game or a Thor game, although Thor would be hard because like everyone would be comparing it to God of War. Yeah, but like just pick one of them and design a game around that. It would just be a much better experience. But as I, I as I said at E three, this game I think is going to be a jack of all trades, master of none. Oh, for sure. And I, I still think that, but I think it's going. It looked better than what they showed at E three. That E three showing was awful. It was very bad. I just, I, I don't know. It looks so boring to me. I, like I just, nothing about it excites me at all. So I don't also know. the other thing is now playing the first half hour of the game is gonna be kind of boring because we've seen all of it. Yeah, 
<laughs> I, I don't know. That's why I don't play demos anymore either. Is because right. this is like it's. I'm gonna have to replay this part, and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to wait this next one until the end, and we'll backtrack? Because no. the other the other three we can probably just yeah we can quick. just hit real quick. Uh, so, Cyberpunk uh, Cyberpunk is, is coming to Stadia. That is such a weird non-announcement that yeah. like I. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's cool for people who are going to use Google Stadia. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Autonauts. This seems like a game that you would like. I did not see this. It looks like Stardew Valley, but you build robots and program the robots. Hell to yeah. To do everything for that you. That sounds sick. All right. I'll have to look this up too yes. afterwards. Biomutant, I always thought looked really cool. Yes. And it continues to look it cool. It continues to look cool. I just wanted to bring up that Biomutant continues to look cool. When does it come out? I thought I it was supposed to come out like two years ago, man. <laughs> I think they're still sticking to the 2019. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's been supposed to have come out like each year, and yeah. then they never like actually say, Yeah. and then it just doesn't come out. So. Which, that's a Swedish developer? Yeah, I think so. But um, so, it, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Are you ready for this, Manny? Now, I just want to preface. I did not watch the Death Stranding videos because I saw that it was like a half hour of whatever, and I just went, I'm not getting this game. All right. Before I I talk about Death Stranding, Monster Hunter's showing. Oh. Monster Hunter Iceborne comes out in like two weeks, September 6th. Uh, I originally thought like oh they announced a bunch of my favorite monsters like i love the nargukuga i love the Baryoth, the clavinus is really cool i love the tigrex uh and i was like okay well if they bring back like five or six old monsters that's cool mm-hmm. and they had like three new ones i didn't realize that they had also announced two other new ones and then announced a bunch of subspecies which became popular in monster hunter later like, uh, it's just the same monster, but either a different color or, like, just slightly different with mm-hmm. a new moveset. They're doing that with, like, half the monsters that originally existed in Monster Hunter uh, World. So, with what they have shown now, including when they announced the Brachydios, and today they announced the Yian Garuga, mm-hmm. uh, which is also a returning monster, there's almost as many as what was in Monster Hunter World originally, mm-hmm. which did not seem like it was the case at first. So for an expansion that also adds G-rank versions of all the other monsters, this shit is like my dream. I cannot wait to play this game. And I probably, despite the fact that Borderlands comes out a week later, I will probably still continue to play Monster Hunter because... Holy fuck, I love Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. and they are going all out for this expansion. As a $40, like, expansion thing, it seems so worth that amount of money. Right. To me, at least, as someone who really likes Monster Hunter. Uh, so they're doing a good job, and mm-hmm. it seems like they're still teasing other monsters that have not been announced, and hopefully there are a few that they just don't announce and we discover when mm-hmm. the game comes out super sick yeah and they're gonna keep doing the thing like they did where they announced the devil joe before like right when monster hunter world came out and then it came out a couple weeks later they're gonna keep doing stuff like that so there will be monsters that they patch in as well um god damn the game looks so sick very excited well you already know the game is Uh, i mean yeah the expansion looks yeah it's gonna be awesome i'm very i'm very excited for that team and Mm -hmm. the fact that 
regular humans can enjoy Monster Hunter with me now. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So Death Stranding, we all know that it looks insane. They released two individual character trailers that were like five minutes apiece. The first one is for... I... Shit, I can't remember his name. I believe it's Dead Man, and it is Guillermo del Toro's likeness, but he is not the voice actor, so it's really weird. And they're talking about the baby... Which is on Norman Reedus's stomach, which they refer to as the BB a lot. And basically, the whole thing is him explaining to Norman Reedus things that I did not understand about how you have to put the baby back in the weird pod thing at base called the Still Mother mm-hmm. because otherwise they become disconnected. I, I'm like not. Did they get upset? I was gonna say I also heard like they will get upset oh, over things. Yeah, man, get ready. Okay, we're not there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, and then, so these these are just like story things. Right. And he essentially says like, don't get attached to the baby because they usually die after like a year. And Norman Reedus is like, whoa, that's I don't want the baby to die. And he's like, but it will die. And it's just very weird. <laughs> The other one is fucking crazy. It is I can't remember the actress's name, but she plays Mama. Dude, you thought everything else in this game was fucking nuts and Kojima was crazy? This if you can watch this Mama trailer, it's like 5 minutes and it's wild. Is it the wildest trailer of Death Stranding so far? Just because of the words that are spoken, Matt it's Norman Reedus in front of this lady, and he stops breathing. Like, he covers his mouth to try to hide his breathing because you can see one of the invisible things that they refer to as whatever on the other side, BTs. Mm-hmm. And it's very clearly, like, a baby. And she says, no, it's okay. It's my baby. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? And so she, like... Brings it down from the air and is, like, coddling this weird invisible baby. And then she, like, rocks it to sleep so it calms down. And then, like, puts her hands up and it, like, drifts back off. And he's like, that's weird. What the hell's happening? And then she, like, touches her invisible umbilical cord to basically say that she had a baby. But somehow it went to this weird magical other side. And it's still connected to her. And because of that, she is still producing breast milk. Okay. <laughs> Why is that important? I don't know! <laughs> I, thought, I don't know! <laughs> but then, so then, she's talking about, like, how she's lactating because of this other side baby. And she's fucking touching her invisible umbilical cord. And she says, like, it's not like the other things on the other side. It's only here that it happens because that's where the baby was born or something and it she can't leave because of this just can't can't cancel the game just cancel it <laughs> and so it's it's wild and you're just like this is the plot of this game and so then they showed to us the mm-hmm. general public uh, a gameplay segment that Jeff Keighley introduces and it is Norman Reedus 
and he is there in the middle of this weird wasteland that looks really boring and barren. He uses his magic ladder to climb up to get up to this weird, like, little, like, Mm -hmm. tiny building. He goes inside, and he says, like, oh, I'm here to make a delivery. And he touches this thing, and a weird... Hologram. Uh, hologram. There you go. Thank you. You're of Jeff Keeley comes up with not Jeff Keeley's voice. Okay. And his name is Ludens Fan, which is the name of Kojima's new studio. And he gives him a Ludens figurine. And then Jeff Keeley, fake Jeff Keeley says, thanks. And then it cuts out to a map of the entire United States. And then it draws a line from where they are to like. New York or something, and now the U.S. is more connected because he delivered a figurine to fake Jeff Keighley. And then it gets weird. It gets weirder than the the breast milk? Yeah. So then he, like, leaves and doesn't pay attention and, like, falls, and he's like, ah, that hurt. And then the baby starts crying that he has on him, and it starts showing controls for, like, you can rock the controller back and forth with motion controls to, like, coddle the baby and make it be quiet. Because if it's not quiet, then the weird other side people will come and kill you. So it's like Yoshi's Island, because... If you got hit in Yoshi's Island, then Mario would get in the bubble and cry, right. and everyone hates that sound. So then you touch the bubble and it comes back. But in this, you coddle, you like coddle the baby. No, no, no. But the motion controls the don't shake the baby. <laughs> um, and people noticed in that um, that little clip that there was a button prompt to make Norman Reedus pee. And so that's weird. But we don't learn about that until later. So that mm. that's all they really show. And you're like. What the f- what the fuck? Um, why is any of this happening? What's going on? Press later are shown two more character trailers that they I have not seen the contents of. Mm-hmm. One of them is about Die Hard Man. I really want it to be released, and the other one is a general plot thing. The president's daughter, Amelie was sent on a mission to try to unite the United States like you as Norman Reedus are doing. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Sam Bridges, I think his name is in the game. And she's kidnapped at the end by an evil terrorist organization that is the one Troy Baker with his skull mask on skull mask uh, is the leader of. And so you are, like, you have a double goal. You're, You're trying to... Unite the United States again, while also rescuing Amelie. Okay. Um, I, there is some event happened on Earth called the Death Stranding that made it so that some people were pushed over to this other side and like whatever. I don't understand. They showed they showed them gameplay of uh, Norman Reedus can pee on command. It syncs up to the internet. And if other people pee in the same spot as, I did hear about as you, mushrooms will grow. Okay, I did hear about this, yes. Huh? That's a main gameplay mechanic, is Good. that you pee and mushrooms will grow. And so people don't know if they stay as mushrooms or if, like, eventually, like, 
vegetation and forests will grow out of your urination? Or what will happen? Because he was trying to be like, it's an interconnected game. Yeah, it is. Uh, because, okay, so this is the other, this is speculation, but Jeff Keighley's weird thing with his name is Luden's fan, mm-hmm. people believe that you, like at the beginning of Metal Gear Solid Five, you create some generic avatar that you don't play as in the game and see, I can't explain why you see the generic avatar, because without spoiling Metal Gear Solid Five, but it, people believe that you're going to create a generic avatar like that at the beginning of this game, and you're going to set it in the world somewhere and that's one of the things you make deliveries to like people seem to believe that the delivery portion of it is randomly generated based Mm. on other users oh which seems like it is the case because the whole fucking world looks procedurally generated and mad boring so it is definitely confirmed that you are a delivery man and you definitely just make deliveries and that seems like a majority of the game they did show in other trailers that there is shooting, but that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you definitely are just like out on the weird wasteland delivering packages and peeing on things mm-hmm. while you swoon babies. Um, I he has to be stopped. He had someone's got to put an end to this and say like you you can't. Now we were talking about this before the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you were saying how you do not think this is going to be received well. Now, I, I, do, I don't think Do you think, think by so. fans or are you saying by, like, the media? I'm saying by everyone. So you think, like, Metacritic is going to be pretty low? I don't know. Because I think that the story aspect of it will be just wild enough mm-hmm. for people to be like, this is interesting. Okay. What the fuck is happening? But I think the gameplay aspect of it will just not be fun. Right. Because it literally does look like all you do is generic fetch quests. It doesn't seem like there's anything else. See, but then, like, I thought the same thing about um, Red Dead Redemption, too. Where I was like, this is getting received well, but I don't think the average American or the average public will like it. Because I think they're going to get bored of just riding for... 20 minutes or whatever it was but, but then people but there ended is, up liking it so. but Red Dead is the opposite issue right there is so much to do in Red Dead that it's like bursting at the seams right. basically this looks like there is one thing to do and also you can pee mm. and it just it seems like nothing I, I mean also there are parts where like he was doing hand to hand combat with like weird random enemies in some of the other trailers he can drive a motorcycle it looks like he has to transport a dead body. At one, actually, I'm not going to go into the weird theories I read and stuff about okay. that about that dead body. I think it's the president's body. Um, Do you- but it, it, it just like... I, I don't think that this is doing the game a service. Mm-hmm. As much as people love to be like, ah, look at this shit from Kojima is crazy. And like, I'm one of those people. Right. But I want that from story trailers. If I see a, f- a gameplay trailer, I want to know what the game is like. Right. I'm gonna I'm going to play it regardless. No mm-hmm. no matter what, I will play this game to completion. Yes. Completion. Yeah, I will beat it. Okay. But it I, just doesn't seem like it will be a fun experience. And maybe I'll eat my words. Maybe Kojima has created a brand new genre of game as he explains, and. It, 
he claims it's going to be groundbreaking and revolutionary and we're all going to be tied together because of his magnificent product. I just don't... I don't know. I expect it to be like Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, and 4 in terms of like length. Where like probably like 12, 15 hours. Where I know like 5 is like 3 times longer or whatever. Yeah, it's quite five, a bit longer. God, Metal Gear Solid 5 gameplay so fucking good. I think this is going to be a divisive game where there's going to be people disappointed in the gameplay quite a bit. But I think there's also going to be people that really just kind of enjoy that wackiness of the story. I mean, I will enjoy the story. So I think in that sense, like, I believe that you will finish it just because I think it'll be short enough. Yeah, I I just want to see the story through, but Mm. I, I... I don't know. It just, like, it does not seem like a game I would enjoy at all. It's coming out so soon. Yeah. Three months. Yeah. Almost exactly three months. I... I've just never seen someone be so reluctant to share gameplay. Yeah, that's... And they... So what worries me about it is they did the exact same thing with Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Right. And what happened was... They in, Ground Zeroes was the like precursor to Metal Gear Solid Five. Yes, they invited Game Informer mm-hmm. to see it. It was when Dan Reichert still worked there, and it was the video guy that went was Ben, ben Hansen. Hansen, and Tim Turry was okay, the yes. one writing the. He was writing the, the article, the cover yeah, story. and Dan was trying to do stuff for right. uh, whatever. Yes, they let them play Ground Zeroes, mm-hmm. and both Dan and Tim beat it there. Mm-hmm. They like got to the credits and they talked about it and said like do we say that it was an hour long and they came to the conclusion that they had they had to say that because mm-hmm. people needed to know right because they charged forty dollars for that right yeah it was like forty dollars i got it when it was like four dollars way mm-hmm. later but yeah, i got a physical copy from amazon for mm-hmm. like four dollars because they were trying to clear it out but kojima and konami got really upset and like tried to throw them under the bus mm-hmm. and say they were like liars and that they just didn't do what you could do. And they were, they stood by it and were like, nah, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw the credits of this game. We It took us an, a little over an hour. Right. And Dan even said back then, he was like, people are going to speedrun this game and it's going to take like 10 minutes. Like, they're <laughs> going to be able to do it. And that is true. Right. Um, I'm worried that it is another scenario like that. Where the reason they're not showing the gameplay is because they're just like, really isn't any. So you think there's a possibility that it could be even shorter? I think that it's just going to be like a couple-hour game with wacky cutscenes. Wow. That that is what this the way they advertise this. That's what it seems like to me. I mean, I I have nothing to back that up, but it just seems bizarre. See, I get the exact opposite. I think you're just going to be wandering around in like emptiness for a lot longer than you would ideally want to. <laughs> I mean, there's also that option, and I think these are the only two options. Like, I don't think there is some magical third thing Mm -hmm. where there is a ton more gameplay. Like, despite the fact that they showed shooting combat Mm -hmm. and that they showed that they have this weird ammo system, I I just don't think that that is really there much. There is a possibility that they could nail it and get that, like, Shadow of the Colossus feel where it's empty, but, But like... People still, like, I 
didn't care for it when I played the game. But there are people that really... Shadow of the Colossus rules. Yes. But, but, like, that is because you know the world is empty and you were going to fight these huge Colossus yes. things. This game seems like it is trying to recreate the United States of America. Right. That's huge. It's large. But I'm not... Like, do I have to go to all 50 states? Like, are there going to be 50 huge open areas of nothing? Well, that, you'd have to ride a boat. <laughs> oh, to get to Hawaii and Alaska? Yeah, yeah sure. Well, you, you don't have to ride a boat to get to Alaska. But but it's called... Well, you could. Y- you could. He's, Canada's not, not, got nothing to do with the game. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, realistically, it'd probably just be the continental United States and not those two. Well, now it's called the United Cities of America. Mm. So... Yeah, this... I just... I love Kojima, mm-hmm. and I think that he does wild shit, and I think that in the past he has made great games. I think Metal Gear Solid 3 is a game that will last forever in the annals of time. I think that Metal Gear Solid 5, despite the fact that its story fell short in many aspects, was an incredible action game mm-hmm. for what it was that gave you a ton of opportunities to do bizarre shit. This just seems like... They gave him a blank check and said, do the Kojima thing. And we're getting that. Mm-hmm. For better or worse, That that's what's happening. I do kind of want to see what he does with that engine. I, I do too, curious. but like... And I, I that's why I think it is going to be an open world, because like... Because that's what Horizon is, and that's what it looks like, but... I mean, that engine was designed to be an old I also have gone back and watched the other gameplay in the trailers, and, like, when he is fighting those people with the briefcase and stuff, like, it doesn't look good. No. Like, the movement looks bad, and as much as I didn't enjoy Horizon Zero Dawn, that game still moved and felt good in that aspect, so it just... I I, I don't know. Like, have they only shown early gameplay? Has it not... Is is it not ready? Mm-hmm. To, is he just being obtuse for the sake of being obtuse? Because Which he likes to do that. He does. Yeah, man. I have gone back and forth on on this game in my brain. Like mm-hmm. I know that I will think the story is hilarious because it has already shown that it is hilarious. Mm-hmm. The woman has an invisible baby and is lactating. Is that supposed to be funny? No. Okay. It's supposed to be deathly serious, as it is. Like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, Kojima, like, him as a person. So, Kojima is notorious for making poor choices with female characters. Yes, because there was that one that he was... Quiet, and Metal Gear Solid Five is... Yeah, she had to be wearing a bikini and barely no clothes because she was breathing through Mm. her skin like a plant. Mm Mm-hmm. Which be, before that, and that, she was making. He was making promises. That, he like, said, "You will regret your words and deeds." <laughs> he literally, he said, "You will regret your words and deeds when you find out what's really happening with Quiet." And that was wrong. And that's not to say that he's never made good female characters either. Like the boss mm-hmm. in Metal Gear Solid Three is a fucking all-time one of the best video game characters right. ever made. But everything other than that is just not that great. I mean, Meryl is okay too, I guess. But just like, yeah, Quiet is dude, not good at all. Mm. This character, Mama, I, we'll see how it pans out in the end, but like right now, it's not looking too good on that front. 
it's hard. Kojima games are just hard to look at the trailer and really cast too much judgment. I feel like because like he he loves to just kind of mess with his audience and like. So I I but I just know I don't like Kojima games that much. So like. That's why I'm just kind of like... I have other games coming out in November that I would rather play. Actually, in one in a couple in late October. I think the only game I would rather play over Death Stranding is Pokemon. <laughs> well, because you didn't play Doom. No, but I, like even even still, mm-hmm. I would be way more excited to play Pokemon, I think. And I'm also putting like Luigi's Mansion in there, because that's like late October. Mm, yeah. And then also uh, Ukulele's coming out late October. Mm. And then I'm I'm intrigued by Star Wars. Still, I am intrigued by Star Wars after I found out what the game really is. Yeah, yeah. Once again, bad E3 showing. <laughs> bad E3 showing. Uh, well, to us. Yes. Because then press saw it and we're like, why did you do this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't wait to play this game because I just. I need it to be over. Like, mm-hmm. I need to not be wondering what it is anymore. I need them to not be able to show any more trailers for this game. Right. I just need to have seen it. The Game Awards are e- early December, right? Yeah. Do you think Doom will even be a part of it? Because they do, like... What day does Doom come out? November 27th or something like that. Then maybe not. Because, like... They do the voting, like, weeks before. Yeah, but I think that because Jeff Keighley has such a Hideo Kojima love boner, that he'll try to make that game, in like, he'll try to have mm. that be nominated. Oh, there's a very good possibility. I'm just trying to think, like, at the end of the year, what do you think is going to be, like, the top two going against each other? Uh, as of right now, I don't think those games are out yet. Yeah, that's the weird thing. <laughs> Well, they normally aren't. Well, last year was God of War, and then the previous... God of War was weird though because it had come out in, the... in April. But well, I'm saying in like the previous... Red Dead came out in yes way later. But then the previous year was PUBG versus Zelda, which those two were early in the year. Zelda is also, I think, another unique case because Nintendo they, they held that game back. It was supposed to be a Wii U game just so they could release it with the Switch. Well, and also for that specific quarter. And Nintendo's weird. They seem to be releasing their game or their consoles in early, early in the like quarter one. Yeah. So I, I this year I I legitimately yeah. could not tell you because I feel like Doom has a good chance of being in like a lot of outlets game of the year conversation, but I feel like it's gonna be so late. That it well maybe it's like the twenty fourth but still I feel like that'll be after voting so but I I mean as of right now I would say it's gonna be like Sekiro, Death Stranding, Fire Emblem, I I can't think of other ones that like hit big on a mainstream level maybe Borderlands if it hits big with a lot of people. Pokemon like Pokemon never makes those lists though even though it probably will be super sick. I'm just trying to think of things that, like, I know a lot of people have enjoyed, and like, Gears? right now, Sekiro and Fire Emblem are the two games I can think of that hit on a big scale. Do you think Resident Evil will be kind of? Oh shit, Resident Evil Two. But then, like, that's a weird remake, so will that be considered new? Well, but it's still a game that came out this yes, year, yes. so I I would think that they would count that as a game of the year contender. Mm. 
Because, like, I I think Devil May Cry was really good, but I don't oh, know if that's a... Oh, shit. I don't know if that's a Game of the Year See, contender. This, I forget about the games that came out in the first half of the year. Mm-hmm. Crackdown. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to make it. <laughs> no. I don't think that's... That, no. Uh, no. But who knows? Maybe... Maybe it'll be in. Maybe that'll be the game of the year. People will vote on it at the game awards. I uh, do not think so. It could be yours. Though. I always kind of wondered how that works. Do they ask outlets or do they ask specific people? I believe they ask outlets, and then a specific person from each outlet is given up to do that. Because like that's because like Giant Bomb does theirs way later than the game awards, so they can't like. Yeah, so it's got to be just like probably Jeff. It is always Jeff, but this oh. year I wonder because he had a baby. If someone else will go, yeah, but he's he's out when there's no games coming out. Right now, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So he'll be. I think he'll be back by the time games are out. So, but maybe they will have like maybe Vinny. I would have, or maybe Brad. Yeah, I would bet it would be Brad if anyone was going to go from there. But yeah, it seems like one person per outlet because like Austin Walker goes from mm-hmm. Waypoint. Uh, well, I Andy, don't mean, Andy McNamara goes from Game Informer. I don't know if they necessarily go, but I'm saying like specifically vote because they have them vote. Before. They do go. Okay, it's called. Yeah, they do go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for that, I think McNamara and Reiner both go. Oh, okay. But I mean, they both have been around for longer than probably most people yeah that go. yeah for sure uh but i think that'll do it mm-hmm. um i could talk about death training for the rest of my life because i just someone's gonna write their college thesis about death training someday could be you that's a promise could uh, be one i'm not you. gonna i'm not gonna go back to graduate <laughs> school just to write uh just to write a thesis you know what i'm saying you, you could i could go to graduate school that is true i could do it but i would not write about death stranding if i was gonna do it would you write about a video game i mean i could if you were which one would you um uh that is a question that i do not know that i am prepared to answer i would probably write about chrono trigger or earthbound see i think i would want to pick like, I would want to, like, interview and, like, talk about a game that was a complete disaster. I think that would be more interesting. Mm. But, I mean, if it depends on what the topic of the thing was. But right. it would probably end up being about Earthbound mm. for a myriad of reasons. Because it has shaped so many indie games that come out now. Right. And, like, spectacular ways. Like, it's, it's weird. If, a lot of people have not played Earthbound. Like, it's old enough that a lot of people have not. But they have played all of the games that it influenced. Like... Well, fucking Undertale is the direct descendant of that game. It's, Earthbound is weird because like it's not only just like an older game, but it's an older game that was hard to get a hold of. Yeah, where like I think a lot of people have played like old Mario or older yeah. Zelda because those are easy to get a hold of. Where I guess Earthbound has gotten a little easier because it was on the Wii U store. It is also on the new 3DS store. So. It, it, but it, so I'm reading. I'm reading a book about Earthbound right now. It is the world's largest book. It's oh. basically a textbook about its localization. It fucking bombed here like spectacularly. They were expecting it to sell a ton, mm-hmm. and it fucking sold nothing. Was it like? Because I know like. 
Those cartridges were so weird. So it was like 80 bucks. I was going to ask. And like, Earthbound specifically came in a huge box because it also, everyone came with a copy of the strategy guide mm. and scratch and sniff stickers. Uh, one of them smelled like barf, I think. But um, yeah, it, it, they expected it to do a lot. And Miyamoto had very specific requests for them to make a localization team and all this weird stuff. And like, it just absolutely bombed and then afterwards the guy who did the localization thought like i think i did as good as i could do and it's a bummer that it didn't sell well and then he later realized how important it was and how it affected so many people and it became popular after the like Mm -hmm. after its initial release which is weird right um and especially now, like that cartridge is very expensive. Yes. I have it, and it was uh, that was your Christmas present. It was is the only thing I got. It was muy expensivo. I still have it. Um, and that like it's weird. I've never beaten that game. Mm-hmm. I have gone over halfway through it more than forty times, probably. Is it that long? Uh no, it's not. I just it. I don't know. Do you just burn out? No, just various reasons. I don't. Mm. I just enjoy inhabiting that world. It's a it's a weird thing. Um, but with that, I could talk about video games all day long. Yeah, I think that it ended up being a little longer than I expected. Yeah, but, but it is shorter than it has been the past few weeks. It's We've been shorter, getting, hitting almost three hours. And also, we went on some crazy long tangents. We did, this, which this is week. fine. Yeah, you know. Which I mean, this is the dead of summer. It is. N- it's going to be nonstop after this. So next podcast, I will be able to let the fuck loose because Nights and Bikes mm-hmm. comes out, uh, and I think four days. Yes. Yeah, on Tuesday. I've been wanting to play that game forever. I followed it since its early development. It's finally coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Astral Chain. Right. Comes out a few days after that. I will play a lot of Astral Chain. Yes. Um. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Which, I mean, it comes out that Friday, but you I assume you will have at least tried it for a little bit. Maybe. We'll it, see. It comes out on the 6th, so I don't know. And I have to get it digitally, so it'll probably come out at midnight. So you um, could get so it. So I potentially will be playing it all night at that's, that point. That's what I mean. Because I don't work Fridays. Yes. That's why I figured you, <laughs> you'll probably start downloading I'm it. I'm so glad. I. Oh, my God. I'll be able to play for so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, mean, and Nukio doesn't work that day. Oh, this is so yeah. good. I'm going to be able to play so much Monster Hunter. Yeah, so I'll be able to talk about that next podcast. Yeah, that's cool. Like, three mm. games I've been waiting for for yeah. a very long time, I will be able to put a lot of time yeah. into. So, And then I've got Control. Yeah, can, I, I can't wait to hear about Control. And Gears of War is coming out the same day Monster Hunter. Sick. So, we have some... Like, those are two yeah. of my like, <laughs> biggest... So, like... It's going to be I, fun. I hope that Control is really cool. I, yeah. I think it will at least be good, mm-hmm. but I hope that people really like it. Yeah. I Like, I want to try it, but I just don't... Have the time. I don't have the time <laughs> with all the other games I want to play that are coming out, but I hope that game is really cool. I think if, if it's as good as Quantum Break, it'll be my game of the year so far, which should tell you well quantum break people didn't really you didn't even really like quantum break that much i liked playing it okay i think controls gonna be way better than i quantum think break. no question it's gonna be the from w- the few pieces of gameplay i have seen that game mm. looks so interesting if death stranding wasn't coming out this year it would be the weirdest game coming out this year yeah 
I, I think yeah. I can make that statement. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> very yeah, confidently. Yeah, that's true. But like, but it, oh no, it's being outshined. Yes, brilliantly <laughs> yes. by this fucking weird <laughs> shit. But yes, I, I'm very excited because like after this, and then it'll be Borderlands, and it'll be this. Oh, and it's this. gonna be like yes. And then it'll be Game of the Year. Oh my stuff. god! So I looked, I looked at the list of games I pre-ordered, and mm-hmm. I realized that there is not much in September that I got, mm-hmm. other than Borderlands. Uh, obviously Borderlands and, and Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter. And then at the end of the month, uh, the remake of Link's Awakening comes yes. out on Switch, and I, f- oh, yeah, it's gonna be so sick. Yeah. Uh, and then what's a real bummer is that most of the games that I want in October come out at the end of October when I'm in Japan. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have a rough time after I come back being like, which of these 1,800 <laughs> games do I play? Also, oh God, games are coming out now. It's November. Also, oh God, we have to stream for 24 hours. Today. I know. And I realized that an indie game I had been following for a long time, Glitched, comes out three days before I go to Japan. Mm-hmm. I want to play that game so bad. Also, Talk about Earthbound-inspired games. Also, Ooblets hasn't been announced the date, right? I don't think it's coming out this year anymore. Oh, okay. I, I, I am pretty sure it's coming out next year. Okay. Uh, they, well, they said they might release it in early access. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and there was uh, fucking Indivisible mm. just got its release date, and mm. that also comes out in October. And I'm just like, why you guys got to do this to me? <laughs> Yeah. I never. I will not be able to beat Trails of Cold Steel three this year. Yeah. Now that they delayed it to the end of October, I those games are ninety hours long. Yeah. There's no no possible way. Although this like pretty much after Doom, it dies off a little bit. So December is gonna be quiet. December, that's what we believe now. Until every indie game I want to play on oh, the okay. planet comes out or something. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm wor- I'm always worried. There's mm-hmm. never a time that is safe for me because now I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll, this nothing will come out this week, mm-hmm. and then I'll forget that I backed some Kickstarter, and they'll be here. You go, mm-hmm. like God damn it. Why do so many good things have to exist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but with that, we will end the podcast. Uh, as always, the theme song is "Sting Operation" by the band Anamanaguchi. They're a dope chip tune band. Check them out. But we will catch you guys in two weeks where. We will play a lot of games. The games are coming out now, so get ready. Peace.